Dude, we're live, pal. Oh, like yeah. It. All the way live. Kev, no what Matt up? tonight. No, Matt hates guests. Matt hates us, I think. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's what I meant. Us. He loves guests. He hates us. Yeah, he's not even he's not even dropping in, which is weird. Like, normally, like, like yeah, I, I hate guests. <laughs> oh, you do? I always, you loathe them. But I always make my way onto the show. That's right. Fuck boy. Oh. If I can call him that. I, I wouldn't. He's not even gracing us with his presence at all tonight. Well, I mean, what time does he? What time does he get out of work? Uh, it doesn't matter. Not a, it doesn't matter. I mean, if it, it if it's if it's not feasible for him, then it makes no sense. Feasible, feasible, fucking Matt. Feasible Matt. <laughs> there was what were the what were the three nicknames I gave him? Uh, Party time Matt, millionaire Matt, nappy time Matt, Sleepy nappy time, time Matt. Matt, cat no cat. Cat Nat Maddie or Cat Nat Matt. And, uh, and now we have uh, Feasible Matt. Feasible Matt. It's not unfathomable how feasible he is. Well, it's not. It's apparently it's not feasible. No. In, infeasible? Unfeasible? Is that the word? No, I don't think there is an, I don't think there is a, an unforfeasible. Or an in. So it would just be not feasible. Yeah, I think. Ooh. I'm pretty sure it's just not feasible. Yeah, because it's not like it's inferior. Like you wouldn't say not inferior, but it doesn't work for feasible. Well, inferior is—I mean, there is no inferior. It's just the word is inferior. Yeah. So, like, if you're good, you're not. Like, if you're above, it's superior, you're not inferior. It's, su- it's superior and inferior. You're fucking so smart, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't even. I fucking completely forgot about superior. Yeah. You're better or you're worse. There's no inferior. I guess that's kind of the way it is. Well, for better or for worse, you are here tonight with the two-man army, and we've got Big Strong Mims joining us soon. And Kev, I really have nothing else planned tonight. Well, this should be great. (laughs) It always is. It always is. I got Uh, top five. Ooh, do you? Oh, yeah. I actually have two top fives. Oh, shit. (laughs) You're going to get angry at me all night now. (laughs) Why? Because every time I say something, you're going to go, nah. Tony, no. no. Well, no, this one, these ones are, the first one shouldn't be too difficult. The second one could be Fakult. Fakult. <laughs> Suckult? Incult? Something Infer- like that? Inferior. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Well. No, but I'm excited. I think they're they're very in tune to the holiday weekend, I think. Well, that's cool. Well, we hope everybody. That's a good point. We hope everybody enjoyed their Fourth uh, of July shenanigans, chicanery. Hope you guys didn't miss us too much yesterday. I did nothing. <laughs> I no life. Way... Oh, good. Turn up your mic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there we go. I think it's better. No, well, it's because I'm closer to it. I have it far away, but when I usually have it close to me, it's usually loud. And Matt usually says it can pick up from like here, but I guess I have to be here. I don't know. I just you just sound so much more quieter today. I don't know why. Well, I'm evolving, Tony. It could be me. Nobody's complaining that they can't hear you, but so we're good. That's we're right. Good. Oh, look at that. The chat's already blowing up. We got a lot to give them today, Tony. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll figure it all out next. Yeah. Okay. What do we say? All that and more? Uh on the shining wait, is that what we on the shining wizards wrestling podcast? There you go. 
The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Gino Guts of the Taboo Crew, running WrestlePro Rupshot, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. Fucker. Rolling in my two-man army. What's up, fuckers? Where did the cheese go? The Come stupid out. fucking question, Kevin. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah, and I think... Whoa! Hey, this was Moose. God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. You are tuned into episode 592, a special two for Tuesday, delightful, delectationist, deliciousness. What are you saying? I have no idea because it's a Tuesday, Kevin. And you know what that means? You're listening live to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms, live on the rant, rantmradio.com, live in video format on the face space, on the Twitter, on the Twitches, on the YouTubes. Unless we get banned like we got last week's episode uh, taken down, but we'll get into that in a minute. Kevin, fuck all that, because it's time for us, me and you, the two-man army, to do some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. How was your weekend, man? Did you enjoy yourself? Holidays? We're not going to do the gimmick? Oh, no, it's just the two of us. But if you you really want me to take it back, Tony. KJG. Got to do it. There you go. There you go. Can't can't neglect it. Very okay. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. You're doing a fine job. My bad. So, how was your weekend? Uh, uneventful. I did nothing. No barbecuing. No barbecuing. Not a damn thing. No, no, no parades. No, no parades. No festivities. There was the look, look. Uh, but uh, yeah, just went to the just went to the hat and just hung out. Yeah, that was it. Um, did the parade come down the street while you were at the hat or there is no 4th of July parade in West Orange. Oh, I don't even know if there's one in North Arlington either. There is a, there's fireworks at night, which is a whole nother can of worms that happened. Okay. So is it, is it, is everybody in your town nice and they just enjoy the fireworks the town provides or is everybody all of a sudden a pyrotechnician and there's fireworks going off all over the neighborhood? It's every day, 365, 24-7, there's fireworks going off. <laughs> now, is it gunshots or is it legit fireworks? Well, that's a great question. Because you know, in sometimes the na- if, it, if I hear noises coming from, like, the direction of Newark, you know, I, yeah. I sometimes wonder, but... Same same thing with me with Orange and East Orange. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, or even in West Orange, because there was actually, there was actually uh, shots fired at the gas station I go to the other night. While you were well, there? No, 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 no. I hope, thank God, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so yeah, they happen, it happens that most of the time it's fireworks, so and it's literally there's like no rhyme or reason for them. It's like like October 4th at like eight o'clock, all of a sudden fireworks just go off. Now, are they getting ready for Halloween? Well, see, I tried to pick a month that didn't have anything in it. <laughs> And I, I, I kind of failed at that. No, 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 you're fine. You're good. But I, I went with a date that was for, far away f- enough from Halloween where I didn't think you would pull that that out. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to be a dick. I thought it was a great thing that you pulled October 4th. Yeah. So, like, it's... Oh, and there was, there was a huge, like, stampede at the fireworks last night, too, because some idiot kid said that someone... I mean, I know in light of the tragedy that happened, you know, in Highland Park, but someone said that someone was firing shots at at the at the high school and so oh, apparently really? everyone like just stampeded and got the hell out of there yeah right like because you know at work i hear all all these stories and apparently it was just a big debacle a lot of people from neighboring towns come in and they just make things not fun that's terrible yeah it really but, is but i didn't go so i didn't i don't care jimmy crack corn and i don't care <laughs> so i mean it would have sucked if that actually did happen, but it didn't. So, count your blessings. No, I hear you. I what about you? What'd you do? Went to go visit grandma on Saturday. Hadn't seen her in a while. Ah, the Gina. You know, broke bread with her. And then Saturday night uh, on the way home, I got a text from a friend of mine from high school that I hadn't seen in a long time. And he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Pool's open. I'm having people over. So, went down to, uh, oh, God. I can't even think of the town now. Freehold? Was it Freehold? That is a place. Yeah, I want to say that that was the town. But uh, yeah, it's Freehold. I'm almost positive. The Mott's box at October 4th is William Mercier Jr.'s birthday. And I guess I guess it's it's a feasible Matt's anniversary. Is it? Wait, he got married in October? I think so. Huh. We were at the wedding. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember I mean, this. I don't remember the wedding. <laughs> I know it was on a boat. Yes, that much I remember too. That's about it. Well, in case you missed the beginning of the episode, Big Strong Mims will be joining us shortly. Um, this is a makeup from a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, Mims suffered some injuries at Always Ready, but we'll talk to him all about that in a few minutes. Poor Mims. Yeah, it was a bummer, big, man. Big hurt Mims. Lie. Big hurt Mims. It's not good. It's not what you want. No. If it was a nickname, I would go with it. Big no, I'm definitely Mims. not going to call that. I'm not going to say it to him. What are you out of your mind? No, but like, like the Hurt Lock and the Hurt Locker and the Hurt Business. Know. Yeah, same shit, right? I love the Hurt Business. I miss the Hurt Business. Yeah, me too. Oh, such a good group. Yeah, and they took it apart so quickly. Did you see they had a they had a table for three on the network, and it was really really good. Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and Bobby Lashley. And they didn't want to kill each other? Oh, well, I mean, it's it's it's, it's not real. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was that was actually really it was actually really, really well done. And they're they're all really like not they're all really like smart guys about their characters and what they wanted the hurt business to be. Um so if you if you haven't watched it, I do recommend you check out the table for three with the hurt business. And they're doing another one, except there's like five people on it. Now there, I see, 
I don't I don't even get updates like as to these new shows coming on Peacock anymore. Was this very was this really recent? Yes. It's so the have, they, have they introduced any other new episodes or was this like the first one? I think this is now? like the latest one that they've done. Okay. So but we you don't know any of the other ones? What the table for tables for three? I mean like the recent ones. Like I'm I i do not mean like the whole history of it. No, this is I think this is like they're doing one with uh, BSK. Uh, really? Yeah, Taker, Godfather, Henry Godwin, Rikishi. And I want to say Phineas is there too, but I'm not sure. That's not exactly a table for three. No, it's not. It's 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 five by my count. But, yeah. Um, but they did a table for three with four before. And... Uh, but yeah, but go out of your way to watch the the table for three with uh, with uh, Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander. Really, really fun stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I've fallen, I've kind of fallen off, and I really do enjoy those extra shows that they put together. Man, I I, I so wish they would bring back Legends House too. I what still got it. I still haven't watched the Jarrett on Austin yet, though. I haven't either. Oh, I started it actually. I did start it, but I haven't gone back to it. But There's it's so much I that I gotta get to. I can't imagine. It's like he's got a podcast now. Like every week I listen to it. So like I how much more is he gonna tell me on that then? Although Austin is a pretty good question asker. So it should be it should be good. I should probably give that a shot. And it's plus it's more fun hearing Austin, you know, because like like look, Conrad's good at what he does. But, but he's what, dude, Conrad hasn't been on a show in three weeks like any of his any of his shows well he's probably busy putting this whole rick flair's last stand together or whatever that's, it is, a, that's but, true but you know speaking of missing out on things i really hope you're not missing out on nwa because our guest is here <laughs> big strong mims i love it mims how are you tonight man oh, i'm doing good man uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better you know i'm healing up feeling good yeah i was gonna ask you how's the recovery going uh, pretty good. I'm out of the sling, obviously. Uh, that I don't have my head wrapped up. I mean, I had a little bit of a concussion. I have dislocated shoulder. All types of fun stuff in that match. Uh, but I feel a lot better. If anything, I'll be clear from the concussion about probably like two weeks. Uh, the shoulder. I'm back in the gym now. Uh, I'll be fully healed in just a little bit. Just rehabbing it. Was the shoulder something that you had suffered before? Or was this a first time dislocation for you? Uh, honestly, the injury is a, a little bit old. It kind of goes back to my football days. So back in high school football, I actually dislocated the first time. And so with this, um, we already had a match earlier where I was already having some elbow issues and we kind of ended up going right back over that, unfortunately, at power trip two and, uh, <laughs> ended up aggravating that. So it, it was, a. Uh, it was obviously the idea of him to go for the the arm this time, and then whenever it actually happened in the match, that was a complete accident. Uh, I was actually coming off of a shoulder bump, uh, just just a big shoulder tackle, you know, kind of like Cena. And then when I got up, I just oh, that doesn't feel good. That feels like a pop. Something doesn't feel good. So I thought I thought I had like an injury similar to like I don't know Crimson's um, tear for his ligaments in his shoulder in his rotator cuff. I thought that was kind of what was going on there. So I was I was kind of freaking out in the middle of the match, thinking it was going to be a lot worse than it actually was. Luckily, it was just a simple dislocation. So it was more of just popping everything back in place. With the, and, with the concussion, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, um, go ahead. With, with the concussion, how long were you 
or are you still feeling symptoms and what and what and what kind of stuff were you going through with that uh well to actually like play everything back through the match and then I'll, I'll get to the symptoms that i still have right now um whenever it first happened it was literally the first time i had hit the mat in the entire match uh i was doing uh some punches on the top rope uh, well i was on the second and I was raining down some punches on uh, Tyrus, and he pushed me off. Whenever he pushed me off, uh, I guess I just really wasn't ready to feel it. So whenever I went back, I ended up bumping a little bit high and tight. And I wanted to roll through, but I guess I banged my head first. Right when I rolled up and tried to find my place back in the corner so I could orient myself again, um, I noticed I couldn't really hear the crowd anymore. Like, it sounded very muffled. Like, it sounded like I had my hands over my ears. I could still hear and for the rest of the match, I could only hear myself and I could only hear Tyrus the entire time. But it was kind of like I was in uh, autopilot. It was really weird. So I could talk about stuff. Uh, I, I could say things in the match, but I couldn't say anything that was going on in my head. It, it's very weird to think about, but it's kind of like I was reliving a dream. Like I was just having deja vu and I was only allowed to do exactly what happened in that dream and what I saw in that match weeks ago when I played it through my head. So I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, something's wrong here. I don't know what's going on, but something's wrong. And I was like, I can't control my body. It's just doing it on its own. And so I wanted to say like, oh man, I'm hurt. Uh, I think I should stop. Let me go talk to this ref or something like that. And I just couldn't do it. It's like I was trapped in the, the, the match itself. And so uh, I got through the entirety of the match. And then by the time I got into the back and – um, I'm looking around for like an EMT or something like that to check on my shoulder and then obviously to figure out what's going on with my head because I'm like I still have this weird thing going on with sound and I'm getting this uh, flash in the right side of my eye to where I can't see through most of my right eye and um, I'm like looking around I was like I've been in this hallway all day the hallway right outside the locker rooms and I get there and I'm like I've never been here before this confuses me my best friend comes up to me uh and he's just like hey man are you okay and i was like i'm good i just don't recognize this hallway like i've never been here before this is weird <laughs> i was like i know we've been here all day but i've never been here before this looks so strange i'm looking at everything here i end up accidentally walking into the women's locker room and i'm like uh what i'm just totally confused and then finally they sit me down with the emts to go and check me out because at this point like i'm still running on adrenaline so everything is everything is still feeling fine. Like the shoulder, I really don't feel it as much anymore. And uh, with the concussion syndrome, like the concussion symptoms or whatnot, I wasn't feeling them as much until I went and lay down. They were like, oh, well, you might be good. I go and lay down. I'm like, let me get some cold water or something like that. And that makes it 10 times worse. I start slipping there. That's where uh -huh. I start feeling like, oh, I got to go to sleep. My head hurts so bad. I can't even see straight. I feel like my eyes are going two different directions. And then finally they called me an ambulance um, because I was going to need one anyways. I'd stop feeling my arm. I couldn't really feel anything else except for my head. And so, um, yeah, I spent like a good six hours in the hospital. It was a very late night. It was a very fun night. It was, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, but, yeah, now it's just uh, I've started working out again. Uh, because they say it's good for healing up a concussion. Uh, when I get in there, I'm doing stuff that's light. If I go a little bit too hard or I go a little bit too heavy, I definitely feel it because I started getting nauseous. 
And they told me that was pretty normal. They were like, yeah, it's going to last for about 15, 20 minutes every time it happens. That's just when you know you're going too hard and just to really take it easy. I'm used to doing a lot more. The whole big, strong Mims thing, it's not a gimmick. I am a uh, relatively big guy, but also a very strong guy. So I'm used to powerlifting. That's typically how my workout works. So doing what I'm doing now is a very big change. And even then, still being told, like, hey, you got to take baby steps is still weird to me. But I mean, it's my it's my brain. Really. I can't mm-hmm. I can't sit here and try to go as hard as I want and sit here and damage my brain. I don't want to have holes in my brain when I get older or uh, constantly have these issues. And it's kind of just learning to sit down for about four to six weeks so all this stuff heals up instead of having this go on for months. The feeling sucks, so I, I'd rather have it just for a few weeks than than the next couple of months or even years. I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. It's smart and uh. Uh, before we before uh, you joined us tonight, I actually had a chance to uh, watch the match again from Always Ready, and uh, yeah, you could see it very early on when you took that bump. Even on commentary, they kind of knew that something wasn't right. I think Tim Storm was the first one to say, "Like, look like you came down on your head." But uh, the weird thing is, watching the rest of the match, it's like you still see flashes of you like trying to get in there. Like you actually got Tyrus up for a body slam at one point. You know, like some things were a little bit slow motion. But then some things, it was like a burst of like, you know, you just trying to fire up and and get back into the match. Mm. At that point, while you're going through it, I know you say you're in a daze. How instrumental is the referee? How instrumental is Tyrus in like getting you to get to that next step to kind of get you to get, you know, to refocus and uh, keep moving on with the match? I mean, honestly, it was always making for sure with uh, with a lot of my training. Uh, I, I really learned uh for sure this time i mean i've always thought that like with training it's always been ingrained in my head but i knew for sure it was definitely ingrained here because a lot of those things that happened in that match because obviously i was coherent somewhat but not fully coherent a lot of those things were just instincts from the training that i've had before uh through the tried and true academy so definitely like one of the biggest things was always keep your eye on your opponent no matter what happens keep your eye on your opponent make for sure you focus on where they're at what they're doing read their body language everything like that so you can understand exactly where you're supposed to be at the match uh and what you're supposed to be doing and that was kind of the main concern that i can remember like uh like i said it still felt like i wasn't in control but it felt like my head was always on swivel to find out where tyrus was at and then everything else was kind of just an instinctual fight thing i mean it's not the first time i've been hurt it's not the first time i've been injured in anything i've had a long history in sports been playing sports since i was what in elementary school from baseball to football all types of stuff and so this was something that was kind of uh it wasn't something super duper new to be able to take control whenever something goes wrong. And then obviously talking to that ref, uh, I really couldn't do as much of it as I wanted to, because again, like I said, I wasn't in control. I wasn't even in control of what I was saying. So um, it was very important that he took care of me and made for sure that I didn't get hurt any further Uh, though. Apparently nobody knew I was hurt. Nobody knew I was hurt. Um, uh, a lot of people thought that it was a work, the shoulder thing, and obviously the 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 concussion, just because the fact that I still went through the rest of the match. I mean, uh, most of the time when you hear about a concussion, you hear how bad they can be. You don't get up. Like, um, and even myself, dude, I thought all concussions were like level threes. I thought every concussion was how a level three works, which with a grade three concussion, that's usually like a full on knockout. Like you're out and you're out for a while. Uh, for me, I was never out. I was aware the entire time, but I had a, I definitely had a grade two concussion because the symptoms lasted so long. I had to go to the emergency room, all that jazz. Um, 
so it was still kind of just it, it was um it was very integral the training that I had to to get me through that situation, especially because again, you see that concussion happen so early on in that match. Yep. And so uh even being able to work the rest of the match the way that I did, instead of just being like, Okay, we're we're done. I literally can't do anything else or just flop around like a fish. Um it, it, it kind of all goes back to that training and how great of a referee we had. And then also the people that were involved in that match, uh, how great they were to make for sure we got through, through the rest of the match. <laughs> Though I was <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. You can, you can, you can see it when you had that, like you said, the, uh, the, the, the shoulder tackle. And then I noticed you put your hands down you tried to push yourself up. And after about a second, you were like, Nope, this isn't happening. And you went back down and then you could actually see, your shoulder at that point and you noticed it but yeah the first time when i watched it it's like you said i thought you were just selling the shoulder because that was that was the story of the match just selling that arm and tyrus was just working on the arm the whole time now i gotta ask you so Mm -hmm. you're concussed your shoulder's dislocated tyrus has to know at this point and yet he goes back to working on the arm when you get up did you realize that like was it was it hurting more or was it just kind of on autopilot at that point we'll see um Originally, there was the idea of uh, I did have some elbow issues in the first place. That's why I came in wrapped up. Sure, and yeah. so there was the idea to kind of work that. It was just that, uh, unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, if like some people were really into the story of like, hey, this guy is fighting back. He's fighting for his life, blah, blah, blah. Um, the shoulder thing happened within that, but obviously I'm concussed. So I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, my shoulder's hanging off. <laughs> so it was kind of just going with the plan as normal and uh, not understanding, hey, uh, we, we're also in a, in some pretty bad territory here. Uh, I think that through everything, I got very lucky just because, I mean, you saw me get dropped a couple more times after the initial concussion then also still working the arm afterwards, thinking like, hey, we're still working this whole bandage here or whatnot, um, and that none of it got any worse. You know, talking to people after the match that were in the know about it and letting them know a little bit more about what was going on, even talking to Billy. Uh, I really did get lucky even talking to the EMTs, talking to uh, the doctor that uh, basically saved me while I was in there. Uh, yeah, they, they were basically putting over how lucky I was that with the match continuing to go on after the initial concussion and then also the shoulder dislocation that I was extremely lucky that I didn't make it any worse. I mean, I've seen some bad dislocations in my life. I mean, you play football for even a short amount of time, you're going to see somebody get something dislocated. And I was very lucky that mine was just a simple, like, hey, bite down on something, we're going to pop this back in. Mm-hmm. And then for the concussion, it was as simple as, like, hey, you're going to be sitting around, rolling around with a very, very bad headache for the next five hours, but we scanned your brain, and you don't have any serious um serious bleeding any contusions any like brain damage any skull cracks anything like that you purely just have a very bruised up brain in the front and the back so uh definitely very lucky when it came to all that you know unfortunately we 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 uh we watched the pay-per-view and uh we picked it you were my pick to walk away with that television championship unfortunately it didn't happen but you mm. know given the circumstances completely understandable is this back on your uh, list, on your to-do list to give uh, Tyrus some payback and take that belt from him? Because, listen, all, all roads are pointing to television champion Big Strong Mims. We got to get there at some point. Yes, yeah, so uh, that is definitely on my list. I mean, even if, 
you know, by the time that I do come back, because uh, unfortunately I missed the entire season of this, uh, to pull back the curtain only a small amount, uh, we do pre-tape everything here. So we usually tape that over the course of a couple of days. And so with me being out for at the very least a month, at the very least a month just for the concussion, um, you know, obviously I'm going to miss the entire season. So to, to spoil, I guess, the entire season of NWA Power, I am not a part of it at all. I am sitting at home with a bruised brain the entire time. Um, but, you know, obviously in my mind, there's going to be the idea to have another match with Tyrus just because, again, with one arm down, being fully concussed, uh, still something where I kind of took it to him in that match. And then also, you know, there was still some elements of cheating here and there. So it's not exactly the super duper clean victory that some people would like for somebody to have to be like, hey, this is definitive. You don't need to worry about me anymore. I beat you. It's 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 clear. It's set in stone. My guy, I didn't do anything. There's no chicanery, you know. Um, and then also on top of that, the whole TV title thing, like I've said this in interviews before, and I do mean this. The TV title is probably my very favorite title. Um in professional wrestling, I would say probably in my top two. And then in the NWA, it is my absolute favorite title. I love the design. I love the the history behind it. And I also love a lot of the people that carry that same title. And I want to be one of the people that are added to that list of people who carry that title, especially even the list of new people who carry that title in this reboot of the NWA. You still had some great guys carry it, even though it's a very short list. You've had some absolute greats carry it so far. So I want to be a part of that to be able to say that, hey, I'm one of those greats or that I'm on track to be one of the greatest NWA wrestlers of all time. I feel like that's something I have to check off on my list, uh, no matter how many times I have to carry that belt. But it's something that's been a big mile stone for me that I want to hit and though right now I don't have it and hey to me I thought I would have it by now I thought it was mine I thought it was my claim I thought that was my moment but you know it's a it's not a it's not a dream deterred it's a dream deferred so defer this to another time the revenge on Tyrus defer this to another time obviously when I'm more healthy and then obviously when the moment's right I mean it's got to be a big moment for the fans it's got to be a big moment for myself it's got to be a big moment for everybody involved and a big moment for the NWA overall and we'll get that moment that's another thing that we're going to have um this year it's it's not over and then also 2023 is going to be an even bigger year for the NWA uh for some reasons I can't exactly explain too much yet. <laughs> uh, there's going to be some very big things happening in 2023 and just just mark my words on that. Whenever it does happen, just be like, oh yeah, Mim's already said there's a big happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just to kind of uh, piggyback off that, um, mm-hmm. up until up until this unfortunate you know, double injury and stuff like that, how excited were you about your run and how things were going for you in, in NWA? Oh, I was really excited for it. If anything, I was building up to something big and I had a lot of people in the back in upper management kind of on my side about everything. I still like to think that everybody's on my side up there. Um, I always have great conversations with Billy when it comes to what we're doing in the NWA and kind of our visions for it, just because a lot of our our vision aligns uh, with what we want for the NWA and how we see myself progressing further, at least the end goal of kind of getting my character to work a little bit harder in the NWA and, and what we want to see from that character in just even a few years. Um, I think, I think with the support that I do have, 
And with that showing throughout that run, I think that still the sky's the limit. This this is just a little setback. And, you know, this 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 whole run that we've had up to this point is just indicative of more of what's to come. So and like I said, I think this is still gonna continue on. Is it gonna still be a continual upward rise? We'll just see how it works. You came up through uh tried and true, uh Anthony Mayweather's uh group and uh mm-hmm. just curious. When when you were first starting to break out in the NWA, one of the first things you were involved with was this whole thing with Jack Stain, uh, you know, trying to get you and Mayweather against each other, and he didn't want to do it. But then you were like, "Come on, we got to do it." Um, I think there was probably a little bit more of a story there, but it was cool that you were just like, "You know what? If you're not going to do it, I'm going to take advantage." And that was kind of like, "All right, it it had to come to this." But Mims like shot out the gate. He got that win, sneaky as it was, but now you were off and running. Um, so I, I guess, let me take it, let me take it a step back. Um, when you got into wrestling, what made you decide like, Hey, this, this tried and true pro wrestling, this is the place for me. Was there something that set them apart from anybody else? Did you know anybody that was there before you got started in wrestling? Uh, a lot of it was basically, uh, cause I was one of the very first students. Like, uh, that was a conversation me and Crimson had, uh, years before we opened the school, about a year before then I had been working for him for about a year since about 2017. The first show that I had showed up and started working with him on was, um, it was art of war three. So he had already been running the promotion here in Clarksville, Tennessee for about uh, two years at this point. And I've been watching every single show. I would come to every show. And the weird thing about it with Crimson was that, like, I used to hear about this guy all the time, all the time. So people around town would be like, oh, you should meet this Crimson guy. Oh, you like wrestling. You guys are so similar. You're going to enjoy this guy. He's crazy. He's super cool, man. You'd love this dude and never got to meet him. Like, it would always be just, like, passing moments we wouldn't get to see each other, or either at the shows. It would be, like, passing glances, or I'd see him across the room. He'd be the only guy staring at me from all the way, like, hundreds of yards away by the locker room or something like that. And then finally I got to start working for the guy in 2017. Um, and so he kind of made a promise to me that he was going to get that school opened up and that I was going to be one of his first students. And this was uh, this was after a few months of working for him. So a couple of shows um, – that show being my very first one, getting to meet Jeff Hardy, that was pretty cool. Uh, and I only got to have a one-minute conversation with Crimson after that show. Just tell him I appreciated him. Uh, let me be out here. Let me even work for him for free. Because, I mean, hey, some people have to pay just to work for somebody. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of a promise he made to me uh, at a pre-show before one of our other shows. I think um, – it, it might have been a show that I think either Bobby Lashley was on before he went to WWE or um, it might have been one where we had Jeff Jarrett headlining and uh, he had kind of revealed to all of us that we were going to have a school opening up. It was going to be in a few months. It was going to be a little bit of time, that, but we were going to have a school open up. And so he knew my intentions with professional wrestling. He already knew that well in advance. We've had that conversation plenty of times before. And that's where I made the decision to absolutely stick with tried and true. There was nobody else I really do there. Uh, I had family and friends that have worked for Crimson. They kind of got me into tried and true in the first place just to work security. Um, but getting that promise from Crimson and then also him, like once the school did open up, him telling me that like, you know, Hey, as long as you're still with me and you you stay loyal to what we have going on here, I'm always going to take care of you. And he's kept that promise at every single point. He's always taken care of me, whether it's through tough love or just straight up like, you know, representing me in the best way possible because I continue to represent him in the best way possible. 
I let him know that no matter what he needed, I dropped everything to help him out. And that's always what it's been in professional wrestling. I've always understood that I need to sacrifice and, and show loyalty. And I, I still, to this day, I'm always going to be loyal to Crimson because I owe this man everything in my career. I wouldn't be here in NWA if it wasn't for Crimson. I would have met the people that I've uh, met in the business if it wasn't for Crimson. I wouldn't be able to do what I do right now. Training wouldn't be going on unless it was for Crimson. I mean, honestly, if Crimson wasn't around, if he never did what he did in life to end up here at Clarksville, Tennessee, sort of the school that he started, um, and then bring me to the forefront as one of his star students, and that, that, that's a shoot. That's a shoot. If we're talking about works and shoot, I am his star student. I've been there since day one, since they opened April 2nd, 2018. Uh, I've been there since day one. I've been excelling in everything they've had so far. I've been through every single trainer we've ever had available, from Jeremiah Plunkett to Crazy Steve to Tom Latimer, with Anthony Lucasio there, with Jack Stan coming in for seminars, with Nick Aldis coming in and teaching a bit here and there, with Jerry Lynn coming in and teaching a bit here and there. I've been through anything and everything there is to do with Tried and True, and I've been there since the, the beginning of the academy, at least. And so... Um, you know, it it it's it's a kind of loyalty that's deserved. And honestly, if you really want to know, uh, if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him being around, I, hey, I might have moved to Houston. I might have I might have been at Booker T school. That was that was gonna be my my second choice. It was just to move up there. I was gonna move with my uncle over there in Colleen, Texas, and drive back and forth to Houston every single week just to get trained by Booker T. But luckily, I got to stay at home. I got to stay with my family and I got to be a part of a great program. And I've got to do something that honestly, in my mind, I don't look back in regret not going to Houston. I feel like I'm even more successful than I possibly could have been by sticking with Crimson, by sticking with that loyalty, by making those sacrifices towards what I've gotten so far and what I'm going to get only because I've dealt with Crimson. Gotcha. And, and and I think overall that decision's paying huge dividends for you. You know, you got a great position right now in the NWA. You're there with a the guy that, you know, trained you, worked you in the business. So, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, once the shoulder, once the head clears up. Uh, just to let everybody know, we are talking to Big Strong Mims. You could follow him on Instagram at really underscore Mims. Want to make sure we get that out there. Um I got two questions for you. You triggered one before when you were talking about the television championship. Yeah. Who's on your short list of favorites? On uh, my short list of favorites? Uh, <laughs> it's going to sound silly to be talking about somebody who's still so young and somebody who's still getting such a uh, – well, they're, they're still kind of building their legacy in the business, but Ricky Starks is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, he was a great guy whenever I met him. I've been here with NWA since NWA 70. I've been a part of almost everything that they've done. So I've gotten to know Ricky a little bit. Obviously, we're not super-duper close. We're not buddy-buddy. But it's still somebody that when I saw him with the TV title, um, I understood world champion was in his future. And with being on the way to that world championship, I actually saw myself in that same setup, too. Where I was like, okay, this is kind of like what they had plans for for Ricky before, you know, the pandemic hit, yada, yada, yada. Obviously yeah, yeah. can't do the exact same thing that they wanted to do. Um, but also uh, Pope is TV champion. Pope is TV champion was great. That's not me being biased just because of the fact that he's somebody who I looked up to for a long time. I used to watch whenever I was younger. And then also he's kind of one of my mentors now. And somebody I can really come to with anything that I need when it comes to NWA. And it was always a great, uh, a great person to come to for advice. But also, he had nothing but great matches. He's still one of the top baby faces in NWA, and that's that's undoubtedly that's undisputed. Um, and 
I would say even Tyrus's run as uh, NWA uh, television champion. I mean, I got to give respect where respect's due. I mean, the guy's been the most dominant TV champ of this reboot era. And that's that's not <laughs> that's not for lack of people trying. Obviously, that's not for lack of trying. Um, so it's it's all been very entertaining runs between everybody there. And then also Zicky Dice is just fantastic. I thought Zicky Dice was great. And honestly, at that same point, I could kind of see him being that that world champion, too, just because his attitude was just he made it made him so punchable. Like this guy was one of the perfect heels. <laughs> Everybody knows some sleazy, douchey guy just like him. So it was like it was one of the most relatable heels I had seen in a long time. And so uh, as a fan of NWA and also as a wrestler there, uh, there's not really anybody I can kind of count out of this new reboot era that are my favorites. Um, so I, and I'd like to talk more about the present, you know, about the future. So I was just kind of trying to get into more of the, the, the favorites of the reboot era. No, fair enough. And I think you made a great point about Zicky Dice. Uh, you know, we, we interviewed him, I want to say it was about a year ago now at this point, and uh, mm-hmm. just a genuinely good dude. Like, like the stuff that he does behind the scenes, the stuff that he does outside of wrestling, like really, really good guy. And plus, when he came out with the title and he just trash-talked Billy and he was trash-talking everybody that he was leaving with the belt and the Pope came out and took the – it was such a great story, man. And I love Zicky Dice, but I was like, come on, Pope, you got to do this. You got to beat him. You got to take the title from him. Dude, I, I'm not yeah. even joking when I tell you this. You could ask Kevin. I love the NWA, man. I just love everything about the product. I love everything yeah. you guys were doing. Like I said, I was hoping for Big Strong Mims coming out of Always Ready being that new TV <laughs> champ, but I know that time will come. I know that oh, time yeah, it will. Come. It will. And I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the NWA, too. That's one of the biggest reasons why I work here. Uh, I love NWA. It's it's been one of my favorite brands once I started to get introduced to more of it. Uh, so obviously, you know, hey, I'm doing my research. I'm watching a lot of the NWA through the 80s, uh, which is one of my favorite periods for the NWA. Just like most people, it's their favorite period in the NWA. And then also currently in the reboot era, like uh, being under Billy Corgan. I'm a big fan of the show. I still watch every single week. So, you know, some people in wrestling, you know, they, they, they get to the point where they're in a major or something like that and they don't want to watch wrestling anymore. Hey, the main brand that I watch as just a fan without critiquing anything, just watching it to enjoy the story and be fully enveloped in it is NWA. That is, that is the first and foremost one. Not even stuff I do. I, not going to lie to you, I hate watching my own matches. Hate it, hate it, <laughs> hate it. Uh, like, we hear that a lot, man. We hear that a lot. Oh yeah, and uh, I used to think it was weird. Uh, whenever Coach Tom, uh, Tom Latimer, he used to say that he was just like, yeah, I don't. He's like, bro, I don't watch any of my matches, Mimsy baby. I don't watch any of my matches. I hate them. They're all, they're all the, they're all the shits, brother. I don't, I don't like them. Um, none of them are good. And I'm like Tom, like this is the thing because I still call him Bram to this day, just because that's how he was introduced to me. But I'm like, dude, you're one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I was just like. Your, I think it was just a clip of the Monsters Ball match that you had with Abyss and TNA, and that is probably still the most viewed video on Impact's YouTube channel. I think there may be only one other video that's close or above that, and I think that was like ODB's wedding. But yeah, <laughs> clearly, like people know how great he is. I mean, the guy got in the WWE. He didn't get into it on a fluke. It's because the guy is a fantastic wrestler, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the NWA right now. He's the best coach I've ever had, just because he's been able to introduce me into a whole new world and get me to the point that I'm ready for the NWA. He's the reason why I was ready for it. 
is because of his coaching. I was still getting coached by Tom at the time I came into the NWA. The very first episode, we're wrestling each other. The only match I have ever had in my entire life so far that I actually didn't come into it nervous, extremely nervous, damn near shaking in my boots, was the match I had with him and Royce Isaacs on the very first episode of NWA Power. And that's because Coach Tom was in that ring across from me, and I knew he was going to take care of me no matter what. And so... Yeah, I like I guess that's one other thing I kind of took from Coach Tom uh, was the whole uh, one of the two things. The other thing was obviously wrestling through this match with a concussion, because this man, you could you could shoot him. You can shoot him with an elephant gun or something like that. He's still going to wait, make for sure he gets through the rest of the match. He could break his ankle. He could have his he could <laughs> he could have his fingers hanging out of his nose or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and this guy will still go and finish the match like nothing happened. And then get to the back and be like, oh, brother. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, messed up, brother. Oh, I'll be all right. Yeah. And so, um, other than that, the other thing that I took away is that, like, I just, honest to God, I hate watching my matches just because even if they're great, like, people told me, oh, yeah, you have a lot of great matches in the NWA. Oh, I love this match with you and AJ Kazana. Your match with Jack Stane was so crazy. Oh, your match with Tyrus was so great. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, this match was good. And I go back and watch it. And I'm just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This guy in this <laughs> ring, why is he in there with him? I think probably my absolute favorite match I've I've ever had to watch is between me and Mike Knox. And that, that includes that promo because that promo got me involved in it. It was something that even me, like watching myself do the promo and go out there and do the match, like I was sitting here like, yeah, man, I can't wait for me to kick that guy's ass. And still i watch it i'm just like oh i could have did this i could have did that oh man i suck look at my face when i did this oh i look terrible so um still as a fan love nwa just hate all my matches as long as if i if i could just like put the blinders on for somebody else like imagine somebody else in the match wrestling whoever i'm wrestling i can watch those matches but me i've learned that like even even to do it for studying purposes they say you should watch your own matches to study what you do and and improve Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so, nah. so, so between between uh, Bram and and Crimson, were you ever prepared for what was going to be this studio format of of wrestling? And even maybe uh, when COVID was going on and all that stuff was happening, were you ever prepared for this brand of wrestling? Uh, honestly, I think the, the only person that could have got me prepared for that more than anything was Jeremiah Plunkett, who was, he was my beginner's trainer. So he broke me into the business. He's my very first match in the business. Um, and I was his very first match in the NWA, which is fantastic. Uh, but I've always felt like, and I've said this to him a million and a half times and everybody shared the same sentiment before he even got into the NWA, that he is the guy that is essentially what the NWA is all about. He looks like somebody who would have been on NWA television in the 80s, and this guy looked like... He looked like he was a puzzle piece that didn't belong because he was in a puzzle that wasn't the NWA. Once they put him into the NWA, it was like a perfect fit. And so I feel like watching his matches, because I did watch a lot of his matches, he actually had my absolute favorite match in trying to pro. And I told him this um, the first day of training. I met him at a seminar where we got to, like, you know, experience the, the, the few things or whatnot. But when we finally got into training, a few days uh, after we got into it, I was like, hey, man, I'm not going to – I'm not trying to be weird about this. And I'm not trying to kiss your butt. But 
Yeah, my favorite match of all time when it came to Tried and True Pro. I actually go back on YouTube and I watch the match over and over again because one of our fans, they went and recorded the entire match. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go see it. It's a fantastic match. Or just go find the DVD. Go look it up on like High Spots or something like that. It was a casket match between him and Crazy Steve, another one of my coaches. And they've worked together a million and a half times. But this match, especially out of their rivalry, I think this was the end of their rivalry that they hadn't tried and true. Just mwah, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. <laughs> the entirety, all their matches, literally classic NWA stuff to a T. And he is somebody that watching those matches, watching his other matches on the indies that you can get a hold of online, which I still recommend you watching. That is something that got me prepared for the studio type wrestling because he is literally living that. He is living that character. He's... He's such a big student of the game that a lot of his teachings, a lot of the ways that he sees wrestling is literally straight out of an NWA handbook. So that's the only thing that really got me ready for this, for this type of wrestling, this type of studio atmosphere uh, would be Jeremiah Plunkett, hands down. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one of my sleeper favorites. Whenever I see him across the ring from somebody, I'm always like, he's probably not going to win, but this is going to be a good match. He's mm-hmm. that good. Like he just he throw he's like a throwback to the NWA, like the enhancement talent, you know? Like he's not just some scrub. You know he's gonna go in there, you know he's his stuff is gonna be solid, he's gonna look great. May not win, but that's okay because I like watching him. I like what he does. Like you said, he's great when it when he gets in that ring with the NWA. Unbelievable. One other question I wanted to ask you if we could shift from wrestling. I did yeah. some reading that you are also a video game junkie. What are you playing these days? Uh, actually, I am not even gonna lie to you. I have been, uh, I've been playing a lot of the Overwatch 2 beta. Okay. I've been jumping back and forth between that and, uh, I was playing the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a while. Um, what, what system do you play see. on? Uh, I'm playing on my Series X right now. Uh, okay. actually I stopped, <laughs> I stopped playing this right before I got onto the, the call with you guys here. Uh, I was playing, uh, Slay the Spire. Uh, I'm finally, like... <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the absolute end of this game. I, I love roguelites. I, I don't. I. It's a new love of mine. Like Hades really like instilled that in me. And then Dead Cells, absolutely just mwah, love it, <laughs> love it. I started. But, I, I started playing the Ninja Turtles reboot, and my son got me into Fortnite about a year ago. So I've been playing mm-hmm. that a lot. I'm better. I'm not great. Like I'll take a few people out before I die. Cause I know I'm not going to win. I mean, I've got a handful of wins, but they're few and far between. But the thing that kills me is Epic games bought fall guys. You're familiar with fall guys, the little bounce. I actually just started playing it two days ago, dude. I'm ready ready to murder my family. I get so aggravated playing that game. dude. Yes. So bad. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's It's so so bad. I'm yelling. My kids yelling. I'm 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 ready to start throwing controllers. And then I realize I don't want to put a hole through the TV. So I'm like, I gotta calm down. It's so bad. So you know bad. what's really bad about it about Fall Guys in particular? I'm just gonna say this because it's frustrated me the other day. So I played a, a couple rounds of it, and I'm going through there, and I'm doing my best, and I'm I'm usually clearing most of these, and I get to the final round, always get eliminated. I'm like, okay, I've played like seven or eight games. I don't know why I can't win. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend plays one time. One time, play is terribly through the first two rounds, and then somehow in the third round ends up actually winning a game for once. <laughs> Never played this game before. <laughs> Just, oh, my God. 
anyways, the, the game is fun. It's just, uh, it makes me want to punch everything. Well, that's the thing too. Like, I feel like sometimes even when I'm running, like people just bump me and next thing you know, I'm in the back of the pack. I'm like, how did this happen? Like, there's oh, yeah. no rhyme or reason for it, dude. It's so, it just drives me up. It's a slippery slope. You get hit by one thing, you get off track once, and then like, you might as well just turn the whole game off because you're not going to win after that. There's just no way. Yeah, the only reason I was playing was because they have a Fortnite crossover where you have to play a hundred games to get an exclusive skin. And I'm like, a hundred games. I played five in. I'm like, this is gonna be a marathon. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> it was so bad. And it's like you didn't even have to win, you just had to participate. Every time I played, I get eliminated. I gotta start all over again. Oh, it's just so maddening. Oh, yeah, I was doing the Spartan thing or whatnot. I, I think I'm, like, almost all the way done with it, and that went a lot quicker than I expected uh, because I'm the person that I'll play a bunch of games that have battle passes. Like, I, I've been playing Halo Infinite, obviously playing Apex Legends because that that is just my battle royale of choice. Uh, and I'm never the guy to buy the battle pass. I'm never the guy to do that. So it was weird to me that the whole, like, Halo Spartan event in uh, Fall Guys was going so quickly. I was like, this is not how battle passes work. They're usually super grindy. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of upset about the whole battle pass thing with Overwatch 2. I mean, but let me, let me just enjoy the beta. Shut up about it. It may not be that bad. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I never thought I was going to be a battle pass guy, but, like, I'm all battle pass with Fortnite. I'm in the, uh, the Fortnite crew. So every month I get, like, a, an exclusive skin. I get the V-Bucks. Dude, it's bad. It's bad. But I play oh, with my yeah. kid, you know, like we we get we we sit on the thing and we play. He'll play on his computer in one room, I'll play on the uh, Series X in the other room. So we have a good time. But see, it, that's I, a great relationship. That's kind of how my dad was with me when I was growing up. That's why I'm like a big fighting game guy, is because my dad, like, uh, he would always come around, we play Killer Instinct or we play Mortal Kombat 2 or Street Fighter 2 all the time. And so that was really how I got into him. So I was kind of big into the fighting game community for a good while. I even played uh, Smash Brothers professionally for a little bit while Smash 4 was out. Really? Absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. Uh, in tournaments, I only played uh, Project M and then Smash 4. Uh, melee was just not my thing because I didn't like to play the uh, the top tier characters. And if you weren't playing the top tier characters, you, you're you're not going anywhere. This is not happening. Okay, so let me ask you: Is Kirby a a good character or bad character? Kirby's the one that I've stuck with. I love using him. I've gotten accustomed to him. I win a lot with him. But is he like he's not one of the characters you should use? Like, is there like a no Kirby thing? Uh, it depends on which Smash you're talking about. If you're talking about Melee, Kirby is one of the absolute worst. Uh, when it comes to, like, I would say playing, like, Smash 4, I hate going up against Kirby's. It's just because, like, uh, one of my boys I used to always practice with, and he was in the same, like, group that we had that I started here in Clarksville, of, like, uh, Pro Smashers and stuff like that. He'd always play Kirby. I'm a big Mario fan, and I love playing Mario in all of my games. He's usually always my main in every Smash. And for some reason, it was always just neck and neck, always neck and neck. But people just learn how to play my Mario, especially with his Kirby. And it's just I hate going up against Kirby. It's absolute worst. Throw the whole character away. Hey, Kirby no. so much. Oh. No, he's not. He's not the worst. It's just it's just that one guy. He's just extremely good with Kirby. He was the only good melee player with Kirby I've ever seen. I mean, still like melee Kirby's trash. But and this has come from somebody who likes to play Link in melee. So, yeah, really? I mean, that's my I, I zone people out. That's it. I just set traps and I just zone people out when it comes to Link. Like that's 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 literally it in melee. 
I learned that way later on, like when Smash War came out, like years after Melee came out. Originally, I only played Donkey Kong and like Mario in Melee. But then once I got older and I got into the pro scene, I was like, yeah, no, just Link and Ness. Link and Ness. If we're going to try to take things seriously in Melee. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we got excited when they introduced the Minecraft characters. And I was like, I tried to learn them for two days and I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Oh amazing. yeah, no, I I can't play. I can't play Steve. I I'm I'm terrible at him. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Actually, like you have to sit there and mine stuff. I'm like, who has time for that? There's there's chaos all around you. You're gonna actually like pretend like you're playing Minecraft. I was like, nah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, and hey, I I have the same problem too. And I'm somebody who plays Villager. Like, and I'm still like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna spend like half the game like digging up stuff or whatever because I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm just bad at it. I'm just gonna pick Mario and just donkey the whole time. So, see, um, that's all I do. Kirby, and that's it. I don't need to change any <laughs> formula, man. Dude, I love it when he turns into the anvil and just drops on everybody. Like, I love doing that to people. Just you know, you see him bouncing back up, boom, done, gone, get out of here. I mean, hey, he was one of my favorite characters to play when I was a casual, and then like when I started getting to the pro scene, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't play Kirby anymore. I can't just do the simple tricks because everybody knows when it's coming. I think I, uh, my best friend, who was actually the guy who got me into uh, professional wrestling as an actual possibility, my boy Miguel, he's he's Migs on NWA television, but um. He was the first guy I ever played with that was like, yeah, we're taking all these items off. And I was like, uh, <laughs> whoa, hold up. You're taking the items off. Where, where, where are your items at? Uh, and so uh, this man, he he beat me up and down with Jigglypuff. And I did not understand. <laughs> this, this, is in, this is in Smash Bros. Brawl. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. How do you play without items in the first place? And then also, how are you beating me with Jigglypuff? And then I found out that apparently Jigglypuff is actually really good. She's one of the higher tier characters in like Melee. Like there was this guy, I think, uh, Hungrybox, who ended up winning a whole bunch of like different really big Smash tournaments with Jigglypuff in Melee. And I was like, how is Jigglypuff good? And then I'd see like compilations of people playing with Jigglypuff, and I was like, oh my goodness, she is one of the best characters around. Even in Brawl, she's good. And I'm like, I don't understand how I can't beat this like puff of pink it doesn't make any sense <laughs> oh yeah and it, that that like from that day this is before this is right around the time me and him became best friends this is like we're graduating from high school at this point this is like 2010 i'm like okay no i need to take smash seriously i've just i've had my mind open to a whole new world and i mean then again like we could just i'm gonna I'm gush more about miguel a little bit like this man opened my my eyes to a lot of stuff like with the whole pro smash thing of like not playing with items was just blew my mind uh on top of that it was uh i i got into marvel movies because of him like i was already a fan of comic books and stuff like that i was a big x-men fan huge green lantern fan huge green lantern fan but i didn't even know you could go to midnight premieres for movies so we went to like every single marvel midnight premiere until i think like we got into like deadpool 2 and i think that's the first one we didn't watch together and then uh the other big thing was uh he was the kid in school that used to get made fun of all the time because of the fact that he loved wrestling so much. And he kept telling people, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And he got into it uh, where he made that promise to himself. He's going to be a pro wrestler. He was like in middle school. He went to a book signing uh, for Chris Jericho's book. I think it was for Best in the World. Uh, and Chris gave him the advice, go to Lance Storms Academy in Calgary, Ontario, Canada. I'm assuming that's it. I'm not really too well versed with uh canadian nomenclature of that would land, be that would, that would but, be alberta calgary alberta canada yes that and so um 
he took that advice from being like in sixth grade. So he's what, you know, 12, 11 years old, something like that, sixth grade. Yeah. And he took that advice, stuck with it, and told everybody, hey, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Until we were in high school, people used to be like, oh, yeah, that's a kid on the wrestling team. Like, he's, he's, he thinks he's going to be a pro wrestler. Eh, whatever. And so, um, you know, whenever we became best friends, I kind of adopted that same idea. And I didn't take it seriously. Like, hey, for sure, we're going to do this until 2013. That's what started everything. We, were like, we made that promise to each other. We're going to be pro wrestlers. We're going to do whatever we possibly can. You know, the rest is history. But before that, another thing that he opened my mind to is that outside of WWE, at that point, I had not watched anything else. Like, I had flipped some channels and seen, like, a little bit of TNA here and there. And I didn't really know what I was watching. I watched for a little bit, but, like, I never really stuck with it. But I did not legitimately know outside of TNA and, obviously, WCW. My, my cousin I grew up with that he works in the NWA beside, behind the scenes or whatever. He's a big WCW kid, but... No way care about WCW. That's why they're not around. But anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying that because he can probably hear me because this this cousin I'm talking about, he's also like my roommate. He's like right below me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I didn't know there was anything else. I didn't know anything about independent wrestling. I had no idea about it. My very first show that I go to, this is my first wrestling show I ever went to. I still remember this. And so um, it was... It, the Nashville Fairgrounds in the Asylum. It was a show by Ring of Honor. So, very first Ring of Honor show. Never even heard of Ring of Honor before this point. He took me out to the show, I think it was like 2011, 2012, something like that. And uh, this is when AJ Styles came back to wrestling. Like, after his back injury and everything like that. So, I got to see AJ Styles wrestle for the first time. And that was crazy. He was wrestling Roderick Strong. That's, I think that's when he broke his neck. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely crazy. I got to see the now Viking Raiders whenever they were in uh, ROH. And unfortunately, I saw the one, uh, I think it's uh, Mike, I think it's Roe. I think it's Roe. I'm trying to remember, like, I'm getting mixed up with their names now. But the one with the long hair, he ended up, like, knocking out Cheeseburger. It was nuts. I thought he was just selling his butt off. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, that was the greatest, like, leg lariat I've ever seen. And then he just didn't get up. (laughs) They're really milking this. Like, yeah, wrestling's fake, right? Like, what's the What's going on with this guy? He's like, he doesn't get it. And EMP showed up, and I was like, man, they're really going into this. This is, this is Craig. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, no, he introduced me to my first wrestling show. Not only just the whole Smash thing, but also like any wrestling outside of like WWE. Didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom until this guy. Didn't watch Ring of Honor until this guy. Didn't know about anything until then. So, blame him for all of this. <laughs> We've been on the line with Big Strong Mims at Really Underscore Mims on the Instagram. Mims, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. Video games, wrestling, you name it. I think we covered so much tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, hope you're feeling better. Hope the recovery continues to uh, move forward. Hopefully we see you on NWA very soon. Claiming that TV title for your own. Before we let you go, anything you want to leave the fans with? Anything you want to leave us with? Uh, well, I guess since we were already talking about video games, I mean, really underscore Mims is not just my name on Instagram. It's also my gamer tag on Xbox Live. All right, I'm going to hit you up Always be more people to play. Yes, yes, always be more people to play. Always. But also, hey, uh, this injury has only slowed me down. It has not stopped me. Look for me to be a part of NWA again very soon. The return is imminent. The return is imminent. So the biggest, the strongest one will be back. Awesome. Awesome. 
The big strong Mims. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in the ring again, brother. This has been a Great pleasure. Man. Thank, Thank you, so you so much, much man. Us. Oh, yes. Pleasure's all mine. Enjoy Bye. the rest of your night, Mims. Take care. You too, guys. Bye. Bye. Big, strong Mims. Yeah, dude. That was fun, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, You know, we just kept opening more doors, and I knew he was a video game well, guy. That's what we do, man. That's how he we roll. He's a Smash Brothers guy too, man. That's awesome. He I plays haven't professionally. Play, haven't played a Smash Brothers since the one on N64, the first one. Super Smash Brothers, right? Um... Yeah, it was an N64 vehicle. Yeah, because then Melee... Was Melee on Wii? I'd have to look at... Uh, but we would play a lot. Wii. Like We would play religiously like every Friday. Like Between that and like virtual pro wrestling and like... Yeah, Smash um, Brothers Brawl was on the Wii. And then I don't even know what the new one's called. I have it on the Switch. I forget I forget what the, uh, the, the name is of that, but it was also the version that was on the Wii U and they upgraded it. I haven't had a system since like I've had no that's not sure I had Xbox 360. But that was just really for NHL and stuff. But, 360's still very playable. There's still a lot of great games you could play on the 360. I'll probably I'll probably plug it back in one of these days. Play some uh NHL whatever 2K fourteen maybe, whatever. That might be you it. Know, you know, when the kids would come over, we we used to play the uh the GoldenEye reboot because they re-released uh um whatchamacallit, double oh seven on you know upgraded different stories whatnot it was actually uh oh god who it was uh daniel craig is the new 360 yeah the guy that doesn't look like a bond yeah so it was the story but it was all like no pierce brosnan and it was all updated with uh daniel craig which was kind of cool gave it a little bit more of a modern look to it you know I feel like pierce brosnan is like I know there's been a million bonds before, not a million, but a bunch of bonds before him. But to me, like he was, he was Bond. Like there is no other Bond but Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah, the the only other one I have up there is uh, Legends, but I know I have the I, I've got it somewhere. Whenever the kids come over, they take everything out and they just move everything around. These damn kids, These meddling kids. <sighs> Kev, you want to take a break? I know you were having some problems with your. Uh, uh, with yeah, your it's, the the screen is huge. I can't see like. I don't know if it's like the track. I don't know if like the trackpad has like a mind of its own, but like all I can see on the the screen, where like you know with the wizard stuff in the background, all I can see is you. You know what? It's probably it's probably from the pinch, like the stretch. Maybe like it got stretched out. You can't kind of pinch it back together. Maybe. I don't. I. I. Maybe, but. but the trackpad's not working. So I yeah, I know. I know you were having problems with it earlier. Well, so, I know what. You know what? We could take a break if you want to drop out, reset. I'll actually run the commercials so you'll have a chance to like catch up on things. Yeah, will that help? Yeah, that should that should hopefully that will help. I'll just drop myself out of this when you do that. Yeah, and if not, fuck it. We'll just make fun of Matt for the rest of the night, and we don't have to talk any wrestling at all. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. We got a top five coming up. We got top five, and Kevin. We've got the announcement who's going to challenge Christian Rocco and Christian's first title defense of the Can You Beat That Championship next week and, on the show. And picks to go over, too. Oh, Christ. I forgot. We, we still have a lot to do. <laughs> Listen, it'll go by like that. I kind of hope so. Oh, you know what? I got to pull up the, the, the banner gimmick, I guess. Or the, I can't yeah. even do it. I can't see it. That's all right. I got it here. I got it here. You know what? I'm going to press it now so I don't have to press too many things at once. So we're still here. But, Kev, what do we always say about this time? Back after this. 
We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week, we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of The Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury.
up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network. We're three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. The mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we somewhere. go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling. And we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O-K-A-S. It's all right. Good on you. Instagram, also at The Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. You spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. And we are back. Kev, how you making out, brother? We good? Oh, so far, so good. Looks like it's all right. Good to hear. Good to hear. Kev, you know how things could be so much better for you? How's that? If you were a Patreon producer, supporter of the Shining Wizards for as little as a dollar, you'd be happier than a pig in shit. Oh, and they're pretty happy. Yeah, for as little as $1, you can continue to support us. Support us all the time on the Shining Wizards Patreon. Not only do you get your name plugged each and every week as one of our producers, the more you give, the more you get. Kev, for just $3, you get access to our entire bonus episode archive. I think we've got 4,000 episodes in the archive at this point. That's right. Give or take a few thousand, but it's close enough. Right there. Uh, $5, we will plug your stuff, whatever you want us to plug. You got a business, you got social medias. We'll plug it all. We don't care. We'll plug it. And for as little as $10 a month, you will become eligible to be put into a drawing to actually partake in something going on on the show. We have a guest. You want to ask a couple questions? Come on down, ask the questions. We're playing games. You want to play a game? We'll throw some questions at you for a change. Anything and everything that's happening, you guys can be directly involved. Your chance happens every month at our $10 or more level. Kevin, I think that's a great deal, don't you? I might do it myself. And you know what? There's a lot of people that are doing it already. So let's say thanks to those who continue to support us here 
on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. We're going to start off with the queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Cassie, Miss Cassie Hummer. Who the fuck is Cassie Hummer? It's Kathy Hummer. Wow, I suck tonight. Manny Crozzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Sean Toe and Sean Kaleo. Kate the Great Hensler over at Sour Graps and something traps and thirst trap pictures and fight club and on thirst the trap pictures and, and the mark order pot dude kate does too much i don't it hurts yeah. my brain i don't She's understand big star. big star matt garifo no relation to the kjg maddie mellinger christine friesendorf mark parloni happy birthday mark thank you dude kenny Halsey, the scotch that was, a gam- that was a gamble I know, but it paid off, dude. You're because you are the fucking bomb diggity. That's why. Oh wow, look at you, Kenny Halsey, the Scotch drinks more. Jake Cobb, the big cop of pump, the greatest fucking thing on the turnbuckle throwbacks ever. Mm. Thomas Cops, the Mont Spock. Ooh, I'm gonna burp. Ooh, Jesus. Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro, Braden Berger, and the LeBron James, some shit or other. Brendan of, Haney of Mattel. Did I mess that up? I don't know. He's the uh, the Michael Jordan of Mattel Elite figure collecting, I believe. Or something. I thought it was LeBron James, wasn't it? Oh, LeBron James. Uh, James. So let me see. Uh, Brendan Haney, Kerry Kelling, Mr. Ryan Schlong, the only guy worth listening to on Wednesday nights on the Shining Wizards Network. Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman's making experimental music, as always, at Harvestman Records 856.bandcamp.com slash music. Let's continue on. Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, I Dunk Biscuits, The Daily Smart, thedailysmart.com, uh, helps you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. Kevin Rogue from The Art of Pod. Fucking funny, dude. I actually started listening to that show because I haven't exactly had time to get into the podcast, but I've been moving and shaking stuff. Kevin Rogue, definitely your guy. Former Can You Beat That Champ. Friend of the show. Check him out. Our boy, Roll. And of course, last but not least, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I do know what you mean. Oh, yeah. And if you want to know what we mean, please go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shining Wizards. Pick up one of our great Shining Wizards t-shirt designs. You know, there was a little bit of scuttlebutt on the Discord the other day. People are liking the old school retro gaming shirt where everything is kind of digitized. It's got it's like a great a, shirt. That old school 80s font with the C prompt on the bottom for the website. I really like that one, too. So, Tony, I wanted to pitch an alternate shirt color for that. Like, you know, like instead of black in the background, like, can we do like a, a, like a light blue with the green and the white? I think it'll pop on a light blue type. Yeah, we, might, we might be able to switch that up because no, I'm not saying get rid of the other one. No, no, no. But, but, but pro wrestling tees has all those kinds of options now where you can get like different yeah. color shirts and, change yeah you could change a bunch of stuff i'll look into that like a turquoise maybe type deal so that's what i was thinking about i really like the idea of having not just black shirts other than matt's uncle creepy uncle creepy just a great shirt uncle creepy get your get an uncle creepy shirt today people of course do it i've got one i i need to wear it more often i definitely need to wear it more often it's a gem. Uh, whoever, whoever did, who did that? Did you do that? 
Um, the gaming one, yeah. No, no, the Uncle Creepy shirt. Did you? Oh, make the that? Uncle Creepy. Um, yeah, I put the shirt together, but that was all Rihanna's design. That was all. Uh, that was okay. all yeah, yeah, yeah. Design. Uh boy, Kev. I, I think I know what time it best, is. This is probably the best time to do this. Let's, Let's do, do it. it now. We uh. Oh wait, what? Breaking news. Like I told Kevin earlier, prior to the show this evening, I received our notification from the Can You Beat That uh, Championship Committee. Uh-oh. And uh, we do we do know who's going to be challenging our reigning champion, Christian Rocco, next week. Uh, let's pull up the video now. And let's see what we got. Gentlemen of the Shining Wizards podcast, this is the unelected representative from the Can You Beat That Championship Committee with a message. We're pleased with the performance of young Christian Rocco, but we detect a slight element of, um, what is it, complaining from one of your own. So the next challenger for Can You Beat That will be none other than the beer drinking, shirt ironing, cell phone in the shower using KJG. Whoa! Wow, dude, oh, that's big. That is huge. First, I want to send a shout out to the unelected official of the championship committee. A very wise choice, um, a very deserving choice, if I do say so myself. Wow. Um, I'm going to get back in the mix and get back a championship that was wrongfully taken from me against, oh, man, Rocco Rock is like, he's he knows it all. So this is my this might be my most difficult test to date. You know, the, the weird thing is they uh there were no issues with the committee. This this may have very well been a unanimous vote. We didn't get any kind of breakdown. So that tells me that the committee is all in for your challenging for the championship. Well, right? I mean, the committee knows talent, clearly. Um committee's got a great eye. Committee sees potential and sees greatness and sees intelligence and sees the only true choice in this situation now will i be successful who knows like i said rocko rock man he knows he knows his stuff so this like i said this will be my toughest challenge and can you beat that way tougher than anyone else i've ever faced before um including you know everyone that i've face before no no need to go down that rabbit hole and ruffle any feathers it's my time <laughs> Rocco's time is up my time is now you can't see me my time is now now will you be partaking in the what we want to call the rogue strategy where you try to let your opponent destroy himself well that all depends on the topics that all depends that all depends on what i think i know and what i don't i will if i know that I know stuff, even though that hasn't always worked out for me before, i.e. Ric Flair winning his first championship at WrestleMania 8. Uh, and then I even got the next one wrong, which was what? Shawn Michaels. Yep. Um, you know, that that is right. That is right. But um, who else did I get? I think I, had, I, think I had Macho Man. Maybe no, you too. said Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah, so I can be I – can't, I just can't get too excited. Can't get too overzealous. Matt Lappin. Matt laughing, going, he wanted at a house show, really made me piss my pants. <laughs> in Sask in Sask Saskatoon, Saskatoon, Saskatoon Canada. 
one of my favorite things ever was just on Saturday morning, was watching Superstars and hearing Mean Gene introduce the new champion, and it's freaking Bret Hart. Dun, 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 like, dun, dun, unbelievable. God, what a moment. Well, Kev, you know who we didn't get to introduce as a new champion this past weekend? Who's that? Somebody related to Bret. Good old Natty, his, his niece. Is that it? That's yeah, it. Sort of? No, that's 100% it. It's Denise. Well, Kevin, we might as well get into it at this point. You're oh, yeah, baby. It's time for the Shining Wizards pay-per-view pick extravaganza thing. Money in the Bank 2022. That's right. So, Kev, Money, Money in the Bank 2022 happened this past Saturday. Saturday pay-per-view for the WWE. It sure was. And, uh, well... You boys didn't do all that great. A lot of shenanigans and chicanery. A lot Whole of lot of chicane. Did you get a chance to watch the show? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I watched it. I mean, it was very, very late at night, but I did watch it. And um, I thought, like, listen, like all WWE shows, all the all the action is always good. Like, it's never not going to be good. Um, just again, it's always just comes back to the questionable decision making and having. You know, it's it's money in the bank. It seems to be that always that one strategy. Guy loses match, guy comes back, cashes in, and wins. Like that's like that's like money in the bank one hundred and one, and that's what happened with Theory, um, which I, I I don't hate because I think Theory is good. I I don't think he has as the upside as much as I thought that he did maybe like a year ago, but. Yeah, so Theory is your male money in the bank winner. Liv Morgan, who hasn't, I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time she won a match on Raw. And then she cashes in and then defeats Ronda, who beat. Oh, God, who did Ronda beat? Ronda beat Natty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it just makes no real sense. And it's kind of like, it's like it's like a cheap the money in the bank I think it's jumped the shark. I think it's ran its course. If all we're gonna do is see the same thing happen every single time. But you see a lot of people are complaining about that, but I don't know. I mean it's happening more with the women's championship though, I think historically, which is weird. And I'm not I'm not a hundred percent complaining. Like I think Liv Morgan listen, Liv Morgan, two oh one, Jersey. God bless her. Oh, yeah. She's got the same area code that that, that, that I do. So she's I'm from never... Paramus, no? Englewood. Englewood, that's it. I believe. Always up um, to no good. Or Elmwood Park, one of the two. Oh, Elmwood Park, that's it. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I'm never gonna complain about her doing well. It's just that it, like how am I supposed to take like take her seriously? She comes in and steals the championship from Ronda Rousey, which is the again the concept of what money in the bank is. But that's why to me it's a flawed concept. Whereas a guy like Rob Van Dam, who scheduled his cash in and beat John Cena in a match, is I wish that would happen more. But I mean, it's happened with what? With Punk, with you know, Del Rio, I mean Ziggler and Miz and Swagger and everybody. And there's and it just doesn't it it I'm over it, to be honest with you. Edge, even though Edge Edge doing it was unique because it was like literally like the first time. So him coming in after John Cena had a brutal match is actually kind of cool when it happens for the first time. 
Yeah, but I think that was also different too because didn't Vince McMahon come out and like give the whole spiel yeah. that Edge is going to challenge him right now? Right. So it was more like it was more like Vince trying to screw him over and like introduce this thing. But nowadays, yeah, whoever just runs in and hands off a briefcase and everybody's been copying it, dude. Like NWA did it recently too with that challenge series thing. And yeah. some of the other promotions have done it. You yeah, know? like you have like the Feaster fired and an impact. Yeah. Uh, which is it's not exactly the same, but it's, it's kinda it's I right mean, there. I mean AEW did it right with mm-hmm. the uh with the chip. Yeah, the chip. Get that chip. But listen, so I went three and three. You and me had the exact same picks. Yeah, so, we both we did we all have theory beating Lashley and Lashley yes. won. Yes. We all had uh la, 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 we all la, had Rhonda. Yes, we all had Usos, probably. No, no, Matt may have had Street Profits, actually. I think Matt took the Street Profits. That was his, because Matt went two and four. Yeah. So Matt's, let's see, how many, let's see the banner here on what the actual score. So you yeah, are so we were, one, you are one. My computer has a mind of its own, Tony. So I'm I'm still in the head. I'm at 110 and 53 going three and three. Kevin is one back, 109 and 54, also went three and three. Matt is at 99.64. He went two and four. Yeah, and I think he took the street profits over the uses. Now we all had who did we all have for the men's match? Because theory got thrown in. I had uh la, 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 la. I had um I thought we all Rollins. had seen... you and me had we... Rollins and Matt, I think had Drew McIntyre. He took Claymore? I think. Oh no. Oh no. Is he oh is he coming I, in? I, I I don't know. Oh boy. So let me see. Um I'm trying to find his picks. Yes, he took no, he took theory. Wait, no. He took theory over um over Lashley, Lashley which was wrong. Uh he took yes, he took Rollins. And we all took Bianca Belair. Oh wait, so who did you take in the men's money in the bank? I took Seth I, Rollins as well. Oh, I thought I? we had that one different. No, Tony, I took Seth Rollins. My screen literally just goes away every two seconds this is no I, I had seth rollins as well dude so then he had the only thing he got different from us was he took the street profits and we took the usos oh yeah duh because he went two and four and we went three and three duh it's only the yes. one match difference yep yeah. where'd he go i don't know i don't know i thought we were gonna get some big grandiose you know oh, wait like was entry. that him or was that somebody else oh uh, somebody was called matt bitches okay. so i would assume that was matt yeah I don't think Mims would come back in. Well, no, because I, it's funny because I just happened to see Matthew Birch, which is kind of like Matt Bitches. <laughs> like, it's MB. <laughs> now, let's see. Let's see what, speaking of Matthew Birch, let's chime him in here and let's see what he has to say here in the chat. I don't think Money in the Bank concept jumped the shark uh, until it became its own pay-per-view. Very good point. When it was a match at Mania, it felt like it really meant more, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Well, that's pretty much all the gimmicks now. Same shit with Hell in the Cell. Like, why do we get rid of that now? Because I can't get rid of it because my computer's is literally possessed. Yeah, so I don't get it. I don't. I don't like. I I'm not a fan of the entire pay per view. Like Royal Rumble's different because Royal Rumble's the gimmick, and that is not a match that blows off a feud. That's a match for an opportunity. You know. Like, Hell in a Cell is a blow-off to a feud. It shouldn't be the first match. It shouldn't be two people or four people or whatever getting in there for the first time. You know? No, I agree. 
it's the whole concept of a pay-per-view based around the match, which is really kind of lost yep. its appeal. Yep. I mean, whereas Hell in a Cell would have been cool at like what was it like Unforgiven, right? Or like no more like it's a Hell in a Cell match at Unforgiven or whatever the you know what was yeah, it but, Shawn Michaels no, Undertaker or King of the Ring. Yeah, but that's like, the thing. Like it fits it fits the feud. So like if it's SummerSlam, yeah. you could have a Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam to like blow off a big feud. That's right. You know, I try, man. I uh, don't get it. So that was. Do we, Kev? Do we have picks this weekend? We do. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't think man. so, because Ring of Honor is not till July twenty third. Uh, Money in the Bank has just happened. I don't think there's an impact. No, there's no impact pay per view. There's no AEW. No, I don't. I do unless new, unless Matt has some kooky New Japan stuff. Oh, like uh, Komatsu Hatsu New Japan something or other. Maybe I would love to watch Komatsu Hatsu New Japan. Oh God, couldn't even imagine what that is. If there it's Toriyano wrestling somebody for the uh, for the King of Wrestling Cup, then sign me up. I'm in. That's what I would be in for. Uh, I mean, look. So let's take it this direction. I watched, I watched MLW this week. Oh, I was, dude. I mean, no, no, Uh-oh. no. MLW was not good this week. Um, they pretty much. Oh, here the fuck. Oh me. yeah, look at this guy. What's up, What's guys? Up? What's up, dude? Welcome this to guy the coming show. hot like a guest or some shit. Hey, can I do this? Will I die? Probably. <clears throat> Knock on yeah, wood. I would think so. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. What's up? Are you still working? Or are you are you getting off? I just left work, and I know you were uh, you were bothering me today about joining. So I said, "Let me call." Well, welcome. Yes. All right. Uh, go about your business. I'll chime in. Okay. What are you talking about? No, I was I was telling Kevin that I was disappointed with MLW this week. We had was it the Sandman and the the little guy? Oh my god, dude. Yes it was. What, Microman? Yeah, dude. All right, first of all, they open the show. Fatu brings in the head oh they the headhunters, the Samoan SWAT team. Yeah. It's uh, Lance Enawali and Juicy Finale. Okay. So they got a tag match against two of the scrubs from fucking from Vamel Hefe, which was the just boss. what it was. It was fucking ugh. But then we get this six-person match, and Taya Valkyrie's in it, and Microman's in it, and fucking Lindsay Dorado's in it, and fucking Gangrel is out there again. Fuck Gangrel, dude! It was so bad. It was, and listen, hot take: Taya Valkyrie, she's not good. She is not good. Wow, dude, dude. I she's disagree. Not. But... No, listen, I've been watching Taya Valkyrie a long time. Dare I say? She might be getting into Tyrus territory. Mm. She is not good. Tyrus the... is not Tyrus isn't not good. Tyrus He's just Tyrus like he just be, Now he if you're talking about day. like I don't care about you territory then I could maybe see where you're going. No, with dude, that. It, it was dude, this whole fucking main event was bad. It got two commercial breaks again. How does that happen? I don't know. I'm look, Microman can get all the pops in the world, but he's like 
Orange Cassidy level. I just don't give a shit anymore. I'm what if there was a micro it. Sandman? That would be awesome for about two weeks, three <laughs> weeks tops. Just like the Macho Midget was cool for a week. And then the second week he came out, it was kind of like, it's over. You know? There was, there was more than one week of the little match? Yeah, there was, I think there were two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was it. I was like, nope, not having it. So MLW is a big sour puss for me this week. Big time. Big so Matt, I think it Matt agrees. I gave it a thumbs down. I'm sorry. Oh. That's all right, dude. Use your voice. You could still talk, no? I'm just, I don't want to interrupt and I'm driving and I don't know if this sounds like shit or if it's actually really good. Um, you I'll tell you, it, I, I mean, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't bother me, but it doesn't sound great. Oh, Matt, what's your anniversary? When's your my, anniversary? My wedding anniversary? Yes. Yeah. It's October 4th. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. How the heck did he know that? Holy shit. Fucking Matt Spock was right. I feel like we talked about that. You listen, you may have, but it came up tonight because Kevin Kevin picked a random day in October for like a fireworks day. Yeah, like how fireworks are just like randomly and I and I randomly pulled out October 4th and uh and then it just turned out to be William Mercier Jr.'s birthday and your anniversary, which we did not know. Yeah, and Kevin and I couldn't remember being on a boat in October. No, we remember the boat. We remember the boat, not that it was in October. Yeah, that's right. It was the so uh, was that. The, the week of uh the week of they were there was a threatening of a hurricane. Of course. Yeah, well, I mean, it was an indoor boat. <laughs> yeah, but if there, if there was a hurricane, Kevin, we don't go out on the water. No, you're right. But I'm just saying in terms of, you know, October is not ideal boat weather. But like I said, it was an indoor boat, so it worked. Does it sound, do I sound better? You sound great, dude. Relax. I can't see you, though, because StreamYard keeps going away i my noticed computer, uh, Matt, my computer's possessed i don't know if, i don't think i noticed it before but seeing your face like this you're getting a little gray in the uh in the goatee there sir oh yeah like oh, big yeah. time it's the lighting yeah well so matt's gonna be dropping in and out so let's just let's just let him leave him to his yeah, own devices I'm gonna, uh... i'm gonna i'm gonna hang up and if i get home and you guys are still on i'll jump in on my my macbook Okay, dude. All right. Sounds Better good. Like 20 minutes. Okay. Maybe we'll uh, if you're be right in time if, for top five. Perfect. I love it. We'll see. All right. Great. All right. All right. Let me go. I don't right. want to die. Go. Go. Rant, we are still here. I apologize for that break. I don't know what happened. Matt joined us and Matt like left and it. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He fucked it all up. Oh, he's such a turd. Oh, my God. Now I got to tell Kevin to come back because I'm all by myself. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's me. I am solo. I'm by myself. Hopefully, people are picking up on what we're putting down and they're coming back to the stream. Don't worry. When you're listening to this later on, it's going to be seamless. It's not going to be a big deal. The only problem is the videos are going to be in two parts. So I'm going to have to deal with that later for the YouTube and all that. But we are back. 
We are live. I'm waiting for Kevin to join in, who is joining me right now. Kev, what Matt, the hell happened? He fucked everything up. He clicked end broadcast. Ah. Was I still was I? Because I stayed in that room for a little while. So was I on the rant? Um, no, because I control it. So I was. Uh, I was the only jackass on the rant. Yes, Mr. Matthew Birch. Uh, Matt, not only fucked up all the audio, but he also ended the stream. Oh, Tony, so be careful what you wish for. Oh my god, dude. Oh my goodness! Because you gave him crap about not calling in, and he comes in and smudges the whole deal. That's botchamania. Ru ruins everything. Ruins everything. I can't believe it. No, nah, but it, it was good to see. It was good to see him, but no, still, botchamania, botchamania. Well, then he has to deal with this shit later. So he just made more work for himself. Because I ain't fucking with this. So now, what happens now? Is it going to be two different podcasts? No, he'll he'll figure out a way to splice it together. He'll probably do it through like GarageBand or something like that. There's there's probably going to be two separate YouTube uh, videos, but I mean, I maybe I could put that together, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. I still have to figure out how to get that last episode up that they took down on us because of our yeah. Who's uh, Audrey, Audrey by the video. way? Huh? Who's Audrey by the way? Aubrey. You said Audrey. I was had no clue what you were talking about. Did I say Audrey? I meant to, I thought I said Aubrey. Maybe Pretty I sure said you said Audrey. Audrey. Well, it was it was it was the ref Aubrey stuff that we had on um, last week. They got it taken down. We did not get a copyright strike. All they did was take the video down. So all we have to do is edit that piece out, which is actually pretty simple to do. If so I remember wait, correctly. Wait, so who 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 complained about us? What happened? How does that work? No, it, what they run bots on YouTube. So they're, they're who does? Uh, YouTube does. Oh. So like, so AEW will tell them, Hey, anything that has our shit in it, we want it taken down. So then they'll run filters looking for things that are indicative of AEW broadcast. And if it finds something, they just pull it down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is what don't, happened. Don't they know who I am? Don't they know that I'm corporate? Don't my boss works for AEW? Yeah, but Kevin, here's the problem. You got to let YouTube know. Like YouTube doesn't know. Hmm. You think YouTube, YouTube knows the in and outs and the important people behind the scenes? No, YouTube should know. know. I mean, they should. YouTube, YouTube's aware right. of me. You're look. You're absolutely right. But you know, Matt's apologizing to me now in text form. That's ah, all right. What a deal. It was that it made for great radio. Yeah, until we panicked and we were like, "You're like Tony. What happened?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> what are you gonna do?" Anyway, so yeah, so this is this is called part two. Should we do a whole nother intro? Yes. I say yes. We're Pull up another though. liner, a be preferably a better one. Even though I love Gino. Oh God! I hear, hear. Let me. Uh, let me. All right. Let me get another well, liner. Fuck it. We'll do another intro. Let's do it. Please do. Fuck. Uh, here we go. We'll do this one. We haven't done this one in a while. Uh, all this and next on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Wizards podcast, yeah. The 
Shining Wizards podcast. Check it out. This is Jake the Snake Roberts telling you, damn sure better watch it and listen to it, smell it, taste it, lick it, feel it, all the above. Don't miss it. Rolling in my army. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The Come stupid out. fucking question, Kevin. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah, and I think. Whoa! Hey, this was most. God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. Listening live to part two of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, coming to you live on the rant, rantdmradio.com, coming to you live in video format on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and going with you wherever you go because we are on all major podcasting platforms. But enough of the nonsense, bullshit, and all the other caca. That's Time it. for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Tony K. J G. Kevin, oh, what's man. up, brother? What's how up, man? How are you? Doing? I feel like I feel like it's been a long time, man. It's like how was your holiday? Day. How was your holiday? It was great, man. I went down to Freehold on Sunday, did That's a little right. absinthe drinking, went to visit my grandmother. How about you, dude? How was how was things in the wild streets of West Orange? Whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing, T Donk. No fireworks, no uh, no barbecues. No nada. I celebrated Independence Day independently. So now let me ask you. So are the fireworks, is it a West Orange thing, like where the town does it, or is it just pretty much everybody's a pyrotechnician and does it themselves? Tony, that's a great question, and it's the first time I'm hearing it. Um, so I think it's wonderful. Uh the town does its own firework display ran by the recreation department and the municipality, but then everyone else, everyone else just you know, it's a free-for-all. Everyone, like, take, like, 365, 24-7, 365, Tony. There's fireworks going on one way or the other. Now, I, I don't know. Like, take, like, God, uh, October 4th, right? There's fireworks. And October 4th means nothing to anybody. Completely so, random day. Completely arbitrary, random. There will be fireworks on October 4th. And I know... Uh, uh, I don't know. Someone might have a birthday, or someone might might uh, have an anniversary, but nothing of major import that happens. But no, it's annoying. It's uh, it's bedlam. It's bedlam, Tony. Kevin got an interesting message from uh, Milwaukee Tom. He says, "Good evening, gentlemen. Been a long time. Can't wait to hear the indoor boat episode. And right now, having weird deja vu. What is this indoor boat that he's talking about? I don't know. Usually, boats are outside. No. Yeah, but yes, boats are outside, but." Are we talking about? I have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, were I we don't ever, either. It's so were weird. we ever on a boat for like a party? That well, Matt got married on a boat, didn't he? Matt did get married on a boat, indoor boat. That's what he. Okay, so yes, that's an indoor boat because the boat. Well, you're indoors a, the, on the boat, right? Indoors that's on the boat. What you that's mean? Right. Yeah, we were on a boat, but I mean, in, indoor. I boat. mean, like people just don't have boats in their houses. That would be a houseboat, right? That wouldn't. Well, even be you could have a, a gravy boat. You could have Ooh. a... Ooh. Yeah. Now boat. I'm fucking hungry. 
I'm, dude, I had to raid my niece's peanut butter crackers. I was so hungry. <laughs> I just went in all in on my I two packs of peanut butter peanut crackers. crackers is a good snack for everybody. No, they're great, but they're, they just like them, and I take them. Is that one that you spread on yourself, or they're already made? Like no, nope, these are pre-made, pre-packaged, very, very helpful, very handy. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Made with real peanut butter, though, so that's good to know. Fucking A, dude. You got some protein in there, some good fats. Makes me feel yeah. better, Tony. I was a little out of it. Hadn't eaten all day today, and that was a... Uh, other than I think I had a bag of uh, cheese doodles. You know, Kevin, I, I hadn't... I hadn't had absinthe in a very long time, and... Uh, a friend of mine was reading it to me by its brand name, didn't inform me that it was actually absinthe. So we wound up doing like three shots of that and a shot of something else. And uh, for the first 10, 15 minutes, I didn't feel anything. And then all of a sudden it was like, ooh, I kind of like this. What are you doing shooting? Who do you think you are doing shooting. shots? You know what? You like, shooting? Yeah, have another drink. You shooting? You shooting? You eating? You shooting? <laughs> But it was nice. I had a nice mellow buzz on most of uh, Sunday afternoon. It was good times. That's good awesome, times. man. I mean, I always, I'm trying to cut back, but um, but you know, sometimes you just fall into the trap. Speaking of falling into traps, Matt will be joining us in a little while. He got a little held up on work, but Kev, we got we got Mims joining us tonight. We got some games to play. I'm very excited to talk to Mims. I'm a big fan of him. Currently out on the shelf with a couple injuries that we'll, I'm big, sure we'll talk to. Mims. This is a big, big strong podcast. Is what love that is. guy, dude. That's like, the name of the episode, by the way. Big strong podcast. Yes. I kind of like it. That's it. You don't want to do indoor boat. <laughs> I like indoor boat too, but maybe when we split it up into two episodes. I mean, what? Wait, what? I don't know. Jeez, oh, there you Kev. go. That's what I'm talking about. So Kev. where where were we? NWA this week, from what I remember, not great either. We had first the, the one thing that did stand out to me was there was a rematch between um what the hell's their name? Pretty Empowered and the Hex. Pretty Empowered won the tag titles at Always Ready. So they were defending here. And the hex came out as all full of piss and well, are women full of yeah women are full of piss and vinegar. No, Tony, they don't they don't urinate. Full of piss and vinegar, and they they attacked him before the bell. And comes down to it, it was pretty much the same ending as the pay per view. LNV clocks uh, what's her name, Marty Bell, with one of the belts and gets the cover. And Kenzie Page is torn. She's like, we cheated, and you know, so, I don't want so, to. So Marty Marty Bell got hit with a Marty belt. She had her bells wrong. <laughs> she had her Marty bells wrong. There you go. Um, I actually bought, you know what, you know how, like when YouTube automatically like goes into like the next video, it'll think you'll like, if you let the one that you've watched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So NWA did come on. So I did catch a little bit of it. Didn't it start with like a fatal four way, like women's match, a fatal four way or a triple threat match. or unless I'm... Oh, it was Max, the impaler Chelsea, and Chelsea green with against Kata, oh. Kata doll or whatever Kata face, Kata face. And, uh, yes. Kata Gal or something like that. Kata Face and Kata Gal. Yes, I, dude, I don't like Max the Impaler. I don't. I think, dude, I, it doesn't fit. Like I don't know. It's just. I, weird. I don't mean. I don't mean any disrespect to these types of gimmicks, but like, like her, like Abadu. I was gonna say Abadu. Yes. Like it's like too much. Yeah, like, I I agree. Like like Rosemary is one thing, right? Like Rosemary is is, is one thing. It's not, but like. Or even, yeah. They so even it's basically put, just just those two. 
Yeah, like, but even when they started getting into like Sue Young doing like the fucking Corpse Bride or whatever, it's yeah. kind of like, eh. It's just weird. Like they, they just look too theatrical for me to be wrestlers. Whereas like, like Sue Young wasn't terrible. And like Rosemary and Havoc, I don't mind. But like, it's I just like when you get to that weird face paint where it just it looks like like you should be in like a Jim Henson movie. Like fair enough. No, I get it. I get that. Yeah. I I mean I was also okay with Alexa Bliss for a while too when she was doing the whole thing with Bray Wyatt, but I'm kind of glad that's over, honestly. Well, yeah, because she they they cut him and they just saddled her with his gimmick. Yeah. Still love me some Alexa Bliss. Still one oh, of my all time favorites. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, dude, don't sleep on it. Kenzie Page is gonna be a big deal in another couple of years. Guaranteed. She, I think she was one of the ones in that match. No, because she's she's one of the tag champs. Kenzie Page is one of the uh, the super destroyers. Yes. No. What, what are they called? Pretty empowered. Okay. <laughs> it's Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. Those are your tag champs. Okay, I thought they yes. I had that mixed up. No, a little bit, but it's, it's all right. We work it out. That's right. Um, gags the gimp. Wrestled Black G's and got all right. Another thing I don't need to see. Okay, I don't like the gags the gimp gimmick. I don't like it. I think the character, if it wasn't a gimp, would be better. I just don't like the character. What are your thoughts? I don't like the character. I don't. First of all, I don't even. I'm not not even 100 sure what a gimp is. So like, it's hard. It's hard for me to understand either way. I mean, I get it based on what he wears, but like. It's still, and that freaks me out too. So, like, I don't know what the word means. Like, I don't know. And I'm not going to go out of my way to, to find out. <laughs> so, like, I could do without it on my TV. I'm just saying. Dude, these, 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 a gimp. Gimp, the first one, noun, a limp. Right, that, that gimp I know. Usually disparaging and offensive, a term used to refer to a person who limps or is lame. Man, I haven't heard somebody called lame in a long time. Well, the gimp is lame. There's gotta be like, like there's gotta you gotta have Tony. Tony Here we go, Tony. How do you not know the textbook alternate definition of that? Here, word? slang: a sexual fetishist who likes to be dominated, who dresses in a leather or rubber bodysuit with masks, zips, and chains. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what he is. But there you go, Kev. You wanted the textbook definition? No, no, I did. I didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> but I mean, now I'm educated. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Well, I mean, Monspock does make a good point. There's a very uh, infamous scene with uh oh god, what was Ving Rings' character's name? Mott, help me out. What the fuck was his name? Roman Reigns. No, he goes. Are you, he goes, are we okay? He goes, nah, man. I'm pretty fucking far from okay. And there's a gimp in the Pulp Fiction vehicle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what his name is. God, it's killing me. Is it the knights that say gimp? No, the gimp was kept in a trunk. Oh, that's it. Marcellus Wallace. Thank you, Milwaukee Tom. Thank you. Uh, I've never so, seen Kev, it. That was, listen, in a nutshell, NWA... I could take or leave. MLW was like a no this week for me. You got anything for impact or? No, I mean, I, w- I watched a little of against all odds and I was going to 
plan on watching the rest of it this afternoon, but then you know the track trackpad gate 2022 totally threw off my afternoon. I watched. Uh, it was pretty good for what I saw. You know, Trey Miguel and, and Mike Bailey, who has the whitest teeth in the game, uh, had a had an awesome match. I saw Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo, uh beat. I believe they took on Mia Yim and Mickey James. So good stuff. I mean, Honor No More took on the Good Brothers, uh, America's Most Wanted, and Heath. That was fun just to see. Just to see, you know, Chris Harris drop a leg drop. Uh, leg drop, ECW original Braden Walker, um, <laughs> back in the ring. Yeah, it was great to see ECW original Braden Walker back in the ring. Fuck yeah, dude! The so, only ECW that matters. That's right. Total ECW ridge. So you got to see Braden Walker, and I got to see the Sandman this week. Ah, uh, yeah, but I feel like Braden Walker. Well, Sandman's obviously more legendary. No questions asked. You but know, Braden, but. Uh, Chris Harris is Chris Harris is like the epitome of what could have been. Kev, you know what else they did during MLW? I forgot to mention, and it just I just realized it talking about ECW. Micro Sandman. Microman went under the ring. And when they were looking under there for him, guess who came out? Dink. No. Uh, good, very good guess. <laughs> but no. And I didn't mean to snap at it that quickly. Kev. Can I tell you the show was in Philadelphia? Does that help? Blue Meanie? Fucking A, dude. That's it. That's my guy. Look, Blue Meanie, aside from blowing us off that time, no problems Ah, with him. Water under the bridge. Good guy. I like every time they need a fucking gimmick, it's Blue Meanie. It's like, fuck, stop. Gets a reaction. I mean, I get it, but it's like it's like watching the same episode of a fucking MLW over and over. The, the only the only good thing that came out of MLW this week, honestly, was the fact that they're going to be getting action figures soon. And apparently, not to cut you off there, so is Impact. Okay, well, Impact's had figures before, no? TNA had figures before, but not this iteration of. I mean, they've had micro brawlers. Yeah, but yeah, not like apparently from what I heard on the old the old uh, major WF pod, your good friends over there, um, that they're very close to punching in uh, in the goal line for action figures. So well, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what the MLW line is going to look like. Honestly, well, it's because Hammerstone. Fatu. They had models of. They got a ring. They're going to have a ring. Uh, I wonder if we're gonna get like like I'm sure Richard Holiday's gonna be one. No, I would think so. And shout out to Richard Holiday too, who's going through some similar issues as Mims with concussion stuff. Had to pull off a lot of shows. Oh, did he? Yeah. Shit. So that's 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 a tough break for him, man. I love me some Richard Holiday too. Another good dude. But dude, you should have heard the reaction that Blue Meanie got at the live major pod show so he still gets the reaction well no for sure look microman gets a reaction people fucking love microman me i'm not there at the live show i just see it on fucking youtube every week and it seems like every time they need a surprise they always just like like they pull the blue mini card like and sandman was a nice surprise 
I didn't give a shit because I didn't give a shit about the match. It had Microman, it had women, it had fucking Gangrel, yeah. and I was just like, I don't care. And I and I didn't see it, so I can't really speak to it. But I'm guessing it wasn't it wasn't like a serious angle that had any implication on anything that they no, were going to do like, going forward. But like, you have an hour's worth of television every week, and the best, the only thing we're getting for an angle is that Fatu is fucking with El Jefe. That's it. That was it. And then we just get another blow off match with Microman. It's like, how much are they gonna fucking like keep playing it out, dude? So like, wait, is my is Microman actually like in like like he's, he's in actual, the match? Oh yeah, like he wrestles like everybody else. Kev, if you, I think the best way to describe Microman is he's like he's a step above like the matches that you see with the blow up dolls in Japan. So like everything he does for the most part is people doing it for him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I, I totally get that. You, I mean, that's just a necessity. That's just science. You have to like there's shit that he does on the ground with like punching and like drop kicks and stuff like that. But by and large, dude, like you've seen it, you've seen it once. It's kind of like, okay, it's done, you know? But is he like actually like competing like seriously for championships? Like if he, no, if... no, 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 he's been in all these like six man matches. That's what they relegate him to. Gotcha. But dude, it's like it it doesn't it doesn't advance. Like at least at one point, like Gino Medina was involved, and like you think maybe like it was gonna go into a story or something. Nope. Funky Cold like, Medina. Like, give me some fucking Myron Reed stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude, like he might have been. He had something going on with Davy Richards. We didn't see shit about it this week. You know, we didn't see fucking Calvin Tankman and EJ and Duca this week. Some I still don't know what happened to fucking to Slice Boogie. Slice Nobody Boogie does. Fucking ghosted, dude. It's a mystery. That's like, but it's fucked up. Like nothing. Like, like just gone. Like, I don't, I don't get it. You have one hour a week. You don't have to do every story that week, but you gotta give us something. You know what I'm saying? Advance something for me. Tell you me. got battle royal coming up in a couple of weeks, and all they're worried about is the battle royal. There's gotta be other shit going on, you know. And battle riot's the one where like we always get like a surprise, like it's the the rumble, it's like the 30 man. Yeah. So Blue yeah. Meaty will be in that too. Oh, of course. Unless it's in Texas, I think. I think the Von Erics are in it. Oh, it's in Texas. I think so. Let me see. It's Battle Riot 4, I'm pretty sure. Let me finish this up. Listen, you know I love me a good rumble. So. Battle Riot 4. Oh no, wait. Oh, it took oh, it took place. Oh, it took place at Melrose. I don't want to read anymore because it happened already, but it hasn't aired yet. Oh, it hasn't aired yet, but the sport, but the it happened. it happened. So yeah, so it happened, but it happened at Melrose. So safe to assume, Blue Meanie's in the fucking thing. Probably. <laughs> Dude, Matt just came on, and my computer just freaked out again. This is so strange. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a disaster. I broke the first broadcast. That's all right. We, did you did you happen to hear? Are you listening live on the rant? <laughs> 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 no, nobody listens on the rant. <laughs> Fools. Hey, did you, Tony, you check on your boy Phil? I thought he was going to kill himself the other day. Why? Did you listen to the, uh, the philatorial? No, but I saw his like, um, his like Instagram post where he wished he wanted to thank everyone for, uh, 10 years of podcast. He was like, bad morning, bad morning. Not a great start to the day. Yeah, but no, I, I, I didn't see, I didn't see that, but it, yeah, officially, 
Uh, they're not celebrating it for another couple of weeks, but yeah, it was officially the 10th anniversary of the uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks this past week. All right. So, yo, congratulations to those guys, but they're not, their celebration is coming up in a couple of weeks. And spoilers upon spoilers, I'm going to try to go out there for it if I can. Oh, yeah? When is it? I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's like the last week of July. They were is it the Decker Dome? Are we going back to the Decker Dome? <laughs> no, the Decker. No, it's it's some other. Dangerous Deckers? The Upper Deckers. Matt, did you hear hey, the good news? We got our challenger for Christian Rocco next week. Say word. Dude, for real, you missed the video. I can't uh, show it again. Don't spoil it for me. I'll listen. I will because I gotta listen back. All right, fine. I gotta I mean, listen gonna, back. I mean, you got your choice of two intros, by the way. Yeah, we did a whole other intro after we did a whole it. brand new intro with a new liner <laughs> we and everything. Did, we oh, did like Monday Night Raw in the war zone. All right, I'll, I'll splice it all together. I really didn't mean to fuck that up. I'm so sorry, <laughs> dude. It's not a Kevin movie. and I looked at each other, going, "What the fuck happened?" And it said like end, so I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna leave because I've never done it on the phone before." And then it was like end broadcast, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, I didn't mean to do that." Come on, Nelly, get out of here. That's all right. People followed us back. It's it's fine. It is what it is. Oh, good. Um, okay. Before listen, so we covered yeah. MLW, we covered Impact, we covered uh, we covered yeah. NWA. We talked to Mims; he's awesome. Um, one thing that I want to cover before we get into games, uh, Scuttlebutt is uh, Rocky Johnson is giving Willem William Willie Leavem Dudley a run for his money. Apparently, he has five kids that nobody knew about until recently. Did I mean, to be story? fair, it was it was pre with the Rock's mother. Yeah, but still, dude, he was leaving his calling card in every city he went to. Jesus. I mean, come on, dude. It's the he was in the 60s and 70s. What do you what do you expect? With a blurt blurt here and a blurt blurt. Come on, bro. He was the rock. Yeah, but this is pretty big news. The rock's got a bunch of half siblings running around the country. It's so weird. Yeah, well, he ain't giving them half of the rock's fortune, so. Well, why not? He gives everybody else a fucking house and a car every couple of months. Oh, come on. His mother, don't, you're going to rag on him because he gave Tamina Snuka and his mother a house and a car. And Bruno, downtown Bruno, gave him a truck. Okay. Downtown Bruno's a good guy. That's right. He took care of his his half brothers and sisters are pieces of shit. You don't know that, but downtown Bruno gave his life for the business and he like paid all of fucking El Gigante's medical bills because he. That's a wild story. That he kept fucking, he kept helping out uh, uh, Jorge Gonzalez with all of his shit after he got let go. Yeah, because he like, a hell of a guy. all his money away. So da- maybe downtown Bruno deserves it. He's a good Samaritan. That's right. Is downtown Bruno related to downtown PD Brown? That's a good, good question. I mean, because they're both from downtown, right? What downtown, though? I don't know. It's downtown. It's like, like parts downtown of from downtown. like Little Shopaharas, like Skid Row downtown. No, I think just downtown, right? That's uh, pretty vague. What's Kevin? What's downtown West Orange like? Downtown West Orange is you've been there. I know, but you live there, so I, you know, it's, I don't uh, want. There's a, oh, there's a new bar going into where Brown Bear was. Oh, really? That's, That's right. The, the not the same owner though, right? No, no, no. It's okay, just, good. Yeah, no. Is this one called Polar Bear? Llewellyn, it's called Llewellyn's. Llewellyn's? Llewellyn, like Llewellyn Park. Llewellyn. Ah. I think. I think it's like that. Fuck but yeah, man. downtown West Orange is ain't too shabby. All right. I dig that. How you guys been? Oh, great. Fantastic. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm very do you excited. Have some wacky New Japan pay per view we have to pick this weekend, or do we have a weekend off? No, I think I don't think there's anything this weekend. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Street Wait. profits, eh? What? How Street long profits, is this eh? going to be the fucking time? I don't. I don't watch the product, so I need to gain ground somewhere. True, but and all I, your. I was thinking about this on the ride home, and it's the only time I've thought about the fucking WWE. Is it fucking bullshit that they just add people to the fucking money in the bank, like, last minute? What's the point of the weeks of the qualifying matches and these fucking goofy promos to end Raw, and they're just going to add Austin Theory? Yeah. They did the same shit with Brock Lesnar a few years yeah, ago. A couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Now, why did that match count for us? Shouldn't we have all gone, like, three and two and two and three? I mean, would any of you pick Austin Theory? No, but what I'm saying is like usually when they change up the match, we don't count it. No one said anything to me. Well, we didn't know. You think we watch it too? Kevin yeah. watched it. I watch it like at two o'clock in the morning. All right. right. Well, there was a whole day yesterday where someone could have texted me about it. You didn't know yesterday? Yeah, come on. No, bro. you could have texted me yesterday and been like, I don't think this should count. And I would have been like, all right. Oh, I didn't it didn't it didn't bother me as much as Tony. No, just for consistency's sake. I don't give a shit one way or another. Well, it, it doesn't change anything. I guess. Right. I wouldn't have picked him to win even if he, if I knew he was added. No, fuck no. No, fuck no. And now, no, why but Tony's saying thing? that why it was still included in the result is Fugazi, but it doesn't right. make a difference because it's it's just it's the same amount. Right. But when something like that happens in, in the past, it's an immediate reaction. Yeah. But I wasn't watching live. Right. So. Uh, I and they give this has... guy a fucking opportunity after he loses a match. Like, what the fuck is that? It's weird. And I don't know if you guys talked about this, and if you did, I apologize. What's the big thing now with, like, the big idea is him and Cena? I'm here yeah, for I it. I guess, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're wrestling at SummerSlam? Cena really likes him, apparently. Yeah. All right. And we're going to get Logan Paul and The Miz probably at SummerSlam, too. I don't give a shit. We got Brock just... and uh, Roman Reigns again at SummerSlam. Don't Hate care. Hate the bikers. Hate all... Just... Give him like trunks or tights. I hate the bikers. All right, and I think I saw today Tyson Fury's going back too. Oh God, I can't. Oh, wait. yeah. I did not see that. Oh yeah. But who's gonna? Who's, oh, you know what? Omas. Oh Christ! Can you imagine that? It's, hey, it's, when are they going back? He's to, the only one tall enough to fight him. Aren't they going back to Saudi Arabia soon too? No, they just went, didn't they? No, I, I think they're, I think they're due. Oh. The other thing. So, what's this group that Finn Balor's with the 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 Judgment Day, right? Yeah, forgiven. Yes, Judgment. You know Day. the Judgment Day fucking lost to the Mysterios last week. Yeah, it's nope. not good. They did some Eddie Guerrero chair bullshit, and they pulled a fast one on the fucking on Judgment Day. How the fuck are you gonna do that to a fucking heel faction you're trying to build up? Because they don't give a fuck anymore. Edges are gone out of it. And they don't fucking care. Well, they made the conscious decision to take Edge out of it, so which makes it even more perplexing. You're trying even harder to get them established because you literally went from Edge to Finn. Finn is great. He's not Edge in terms yeah. of in yep. terms of star power. Yep. So the fact that you would do this is is mind boggling to me. Yeah, there was no reason for them to fucking do that to begin with. None whatsoever. What? I don't know what the end game is gonna be with Edge. But that fucking they never should have took him. Well, he, they had the it, they had the vignette on Money in the Bank, which is like a, kind of like a creepy like Undertaker fiend vignette, which apparently is supposed to be Edge coming. Oh, back, really? Which, 
I think. That's what I read. I don't know. Yeah, Which is also kind of like, silly because he's only been out of, out for like two weeks. Yeah, people were speculating about Bray, too. I was thinking Bray. That's the first thought that came to my head when I saw it. Yeah, but they said one of the things was the Latino Heat license plate in the thing. Yeah, and Kurt Angle's gold medal. So de- it's it's leaning toward Edge. Yeah. So Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. 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 I see all these visa issues are fucking everything up for all these wrestlers. I did not. No. Like Willow Nightingale was supposed to go work in uh in Japan, but they they wouldn't give her a visa. Who wouldn't? Japan wouldn't? Uh yeah. You know why? Because Japan's probably pissed off. New Japan probably fucking said, Yeah, fuck Tony Khan and all these fucking gaijin and Bro, did you talk about them taking that video down? Yeah, we mentioned it. Just we mentioned it. I mean, what else is there to talk about? They took it down. It was it was uh it was an AEW thing. Hysterical. Just, disappointing though no um i'll reach out to my sources i feel like they were on a crusade this weekend uh people taking like 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 botches off of uh people's uh, accounts and videos and shit like that so good for them yeah i mean yeah happens deal with it yeah and they are no not like that you can what are you the wwe want to erase it from our memory well, are they? I mean, they're not taking it off like their their archives of their TV show, are they? I have no idea. So, like, if I watch the like Rampage or Dynamite replay, it'll probably still be there. No, I have no idea. Hmm. All right. I would assume it would be Even with your hand. Oh, flicking around this elastic band. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's all. Was well, there anything else we need to talk about? Because I'm in the mood to play some games. Can I can I make an announcement? What's oh, that? Yeah. So uh I do the fightful overbooked uh New Japan show. Yes. Ding ding ding. And uh this Monday we're recording our G1 uh preview with the voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kevin Kelly. That's awesome. Whoa! So be sure to subscribe to the Fightful Overbooked. Just watch the New Japan stuff. I don't know what any of the other stuff is on there. Frankly, I don't give a shit. All right? It's all about me and Kieran and the Shining Wizards and wrestling. All right? Those four things. Matt from the Shining Wizards, the Shining Wizards, Kieran, and wrestling, which is the podcast he does, or he's his family. Those are the only things that matter over there. And uh, special thanks to Fightful Overbooked for picking us. But Kevin Kelly, so... Keep a lookout for that. That'll be fun. I'm excited to to do that. Sounds good, man. And we have Vargas next week, which is cool. Yes. The Dominican Destroyer. Vargas coming in hot. I'll be seeing him on Thursday. For, uh... And can you beat that? Oh, yeah. Which I don't. No spoilers. I got to listen. It's gonna be really well, we already, we already announced to uh, the rest of the people that were tuned in and listening. I know, but I didn't listen. We I'm... had a video from the uh, from the liaison to the Can You Beat That Committee, by the way. You missed it. Was it Did you want to play that again? Does that count as a spoiler? If Matt actually sees the video? Do we want to play it again? In Miko Maestro with a fucking dot over his face. This is a the company. The tuna pizza decided. So do you want, Matt, would you rather listen back or would you rather see the video now? I'd rather listen back. Okay. I do also want to say fuck you to Tony. Well, for, fuck you too, buddy. For this 600th episode roast bullshit. Why? Yeah. This is truly a punishment. 
Yeah, exactly. Write a fucking joke, you dick. I don't like it. It's not about me, right? It's about finding people to get the bit. We, me and Kevin have to find people that understand what a roast is. Wait, 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 wait. There are hey, people out there who don't know what a roast look, is? If I'm going to reach out to people and be like, hey, we're going to roast Tony. Can you call in for like two minutes and roast him? This is gonna, it's not going to turn into like a 15-minute conversation about fucking video games and tuna pizza, whatever other weird shit no, listen, like you were into. Listen, we have 400 people in the Discord channel that would love to talk shit about me. So, really? Yeah, something like that. It was, it was my last count. Wow. Just fucking reach out to reach out to our own. Reach out to our blood. <laughs> Hi, Nelly. <laughs> reach out to your butt. Yeah. Reach out to my hiney hole. Smelly Nelly. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm with Matt on this. This is this is a true punishment. I'm All right. Well, do you want me to switch it up then? I could find something else for you. No, no, you were like really like super excited about this. And we're I am. I thought it'd be fun. You know, 600 is a pretty big milestone and it's going to be. It's going to be a complete fucking shit show. Thank you, Kevin Rogue. I would never. Only compliments for Tony. See? Well, not going to lie, Kevin. Me. I was going to reach out to you because I think you're pretty funny. But if you're just going to compliment Tony, uh, you're scratching. I'm scratching your name off the list, buddy. <laughs> no, that could actually be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, compliments from a stranger. I mean, to be fair. Oh, wait, a stranger? No, but, I, I, what? Like, but, like, but like you said, Kevin's pretty funny. And I feel like he'd be able to figure out a way to make it work. Like, make compliments fun. Like, oh, I'm not going to say backhanded compliments, but like, kind of like right tweener compliments, which Kev, I think would be it's, funny. It's, it's Matt. He, he doesn't understand that people are creative. He doesn't know who he's surrounded with. He really doesn't. I, I and you're do, already pissed off, Kevin Rogue. Look at this. Son of a bitch. There you go. Kevin Rogue, year of Duke and Rogue podcast. Excellent listen. Check it out. Big ass um, guy. I do a podcast. to get into it, actually. Very good show. See, I, like I don't uh, listen to any of the shows on the network, but I'll listen to other people's podcasts. And no, very, very there's a lot. There's a lot that I've moved out. Tony Schiavone, gone. Jeff Jarrett, gone. Fucking Eric Bischoff, gone. Wow, I barely listen to uh, to what's his name, um, fucking Brother Love anymore either. Well, he doesn't uh, get out shows. Yeah, I can't do Pritchard. I did go ad free shows though. Did you really? Yeah. Why? I don't want to say it on the air. Oh, no. So there's a method to my madness. Oh, I don't no. think those show notes will ever come in handy for bonus episodes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Copy, copy, paste, print. Copy, paste, print. Copy, paste, print. <laughs> I just saved myself a lot of fucking time. Pretty soon, Matt's going to start saying, chat me up. And I... Uh, he said it. He's been doing that for years. I do enjoy the no commercials. I won't lie. But I, I just fast forward them. Yeah, it's an incubate. It bothers me. Yeah. But I like I was excited because I got the uh I got the the Foley is pod a couple days early. I really mm. enjoy his podcast. I have to that that's on my that's on my to-do list is his. I would put it at the dude, he's such a good storyteller. That's that's what I've heard. I mean, we yeah, I've seen it. You've seen it. He's been on the show. Yeah. You've seen so, it firsthand. I would put it uh I would put it at the top of your list. Yeah, I'm gonna do I Jeff Jarrett's doing NWO two thousand part two tomorrow. So that's as soon as I'm done with Bischoff's and John Alba is hosting Bischoff's this week. So I listen, I listen to it Sunday night. I'm still, I don't even listen. I don't even listen to Bischoff anymore. Like all of them. Done. It's tough to listen without Conrad. Like Conrad, I don't think people realize how important Con, like Conrad to me is like just as important as the people that he interviews. It's not even that. I'm just like, I don't know, man, my taste changed. 
my taste just changed. And I There's also so many, so many times you could listen to Bischoff like rag about Meltzer and. Well, it's it's because that's what that's their format is the only thing they have to go on is the Observer or the Torch. Right. So I mean, no, so. I I get it, but sometimes like, I do take off like huge chunks of time. And then, like, if I see, like, I saw that they did, like, Hercules, Pritchard did it, like, two months ago. I went back and I listened to that because I yeah. wanted to hear what they had to say about Hercules. Before your top five, I have one more question to ask you guys. So, the WWE is doing that A&E thing. It's coming back, right? The biographies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? Pretty stellar lineup. They're starting with The Undertaker this week. I think they're doing the cover in WrestleMania 1, Edge, DX. There's a couple other ones. And then... The commercial shows the fucking Bella twins. You can look, but you can't touch. Do we really need an A? Yes. Yes. Really? We don't need it. The father-in-law is going to be going to prison. (laughs) I don't think that's going to make the cut, Tony. See this? He's the lucky Pierre. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Who's going to peg dad? Are are they really like? I don't. They didn't run any women biographies in the first season, did they? No. Stephanie. No, they didn't. Yeah, they had one on Stephanie. Or am I thinking of like the evil one? You're probably thinking of the evil one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. The the first one was Savage, Piper, Austin, Booker, Miz, or was Miz part of Miz was evil. Miz was evil. By the way, um, Mott Spock plugging his uh, high five, Tom chopping up, whatever. I'm actually recording a, a DDPY episode with uh, the Mott Spock this week. So, nice. for that. yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I yeah, that. but I mean, we don't need it. I'm not shitting on it. I will. I'll take a giant fucking dump on it before Trish, before Lita, before China. Dude, the Bellas, man, they were the fucking pioneers. Uh, pioneers of what? We're Hall of Famers. Hall Divas, of Famer bro. Fans. Divas, bro. Fuck out of here with that dog shit. See, this is the thing that that like why everyone get. It's the same thing with like the Hall of Fame. Everyone gets so hung up on who goes in where and who goes in before who. Like, who cares if we get like a Bellas documentary before we get a Trish? We've had how many documentaries do you need to see on Trish? Honestly, I have I kind of stopped giving a sh- giving a shit about the Hall of Fame. I don't even I'll care just make Conversation. I'm sorry. I, I won't do it again. What? I won't bring up any topics again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to upset you. What? Topic? Who me? No, Kevin. No, no it's I, fine. Kevin this is great. But I'm just saying, like, it, this is part of the com. This is the back and forth. I don't hate that they're doing it. Matt's just mad that the Bellas are in the Hall of Fame. I don't no, know I just why. think I don't give a shit about the fuck. They had Bellas. a long run. Yeah, but you know what? The Bellas had the fucking TV show. They bring in eyes. People <sighs> love the Bellas, dude. Thanks. All these little girls that would dress up like the Bellas and Brimo they and all that shit. The look, it doesn't appeal to you, <laughs> but that appeals to all the little girls that like they want role models. Would you rather them looking up to the fucking Bella twins or would you rather them looking up to like, I don't know. Who's out there now with the, the wet, Kardashians? The, yeah, the WAPs and all that shit. Whatever the fuck that shit is. I mean, come on. What? There's a lot. There's a lot. You could have picked. Can... You could have picked anyone from the wrestling industry, but you went in a completely different direction. Who me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like contemporaries. I'm not talking about women in wrestling. I'm talking about other like role models. Yeah, the Bella, Bella Twins were role models in 2022. We're talking like 10 years ago. 
Yeah, so all those little girls that remember the Bellas are going to fucking... What's wrong with... What? Wops. Wops. Yeah, wet-ass pussies. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing it up there. Who said it? I didn't say it. I said wops. That you made the motion. I mean, yeah, I was mixing it up. Chopping yeah, it and up I don't want our... people to think I was talking about the Italians. Yeah, it's very offensive to me. <laughs> are you even Dude, Italian? Tony should oh, be yeah, super upset. <laughs> Garifo is my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit. Look, Matthew Birch says the Bella Twins were a lot more influential to the business than they get credit for. I agree. I guess I don't see it. I did watch that ECW episode with them on it, and I hated it, so... Oh, ECW ECW that matters, bro. What are you fucking doing? I'll kill you. Look at this. (laughs) Terry Cowling said, I'd rather my daughter look up to Lita. Of course. Oh, come on. You want your daughter running around with a whale tail and fucking. Don't find that list of things that may or may not have happened in wrestling that we once read on the podcast because she got peed on a lot, allegedly, (laughs) when she was in Mexico. Kevin Rowe coming in hot. I thought Garifa was Vietnamese. Yeah, how about you stuck on Vietnamese nuts? (laughs) Vietnamese nuts. Wow. <laughs> wow. Totally butchered the word, too. I know you did, but it made it funnier. <laughs> Came out of the gate hot with that. Vietnamese. Have <laughs> Vietnamese. All right. That's all. Let's get to some games. And you don't want to book Kevin Rogue for my roast. How that's, dare you? Dude, I want to. I tried to book Kevin Rogue this week to fill in for me, and it got <laughs> shot down. That's right. I'm all yeah. for booking uh, friends. Oh, why don't you book downtown Petey Brown? I'm not. He's associate. Not Was a that a friend? Wow. I'm sure I don't I'm know him like that. that. I'm sorry. Whatever. Fine. What do you think? I just let anyone into my fucking house. Come on. Now. Uh, well, do you still have your roommate? Yeah. <laughs> Christine's still downstairs. She comes QED. out to the bar with us on Thursday nights. Oh, there you go. What bar do you go to? We go to the Bottle Hill Tavern in Madison. Mm. Hey, when you hey, if you really want to make Matt feel awkward, hang out at the Bottle Hill Tavern in Madison. When he pops in, ask him if he's a wrestling fan. It's a bit I of mean, a hike, no? That's Madison? no, it's not. It's like fifteen minutes from me. What road is that on? It's on Waverly Place. Waverly, interesting. Yeah, it's in Madison. Uh, that's where uh, the bartender is Rhett Titus's cousin. Ah, look at that! Look at you. We have a wrestling connection there. There that's you right. go. All right. Now, Kevin, hit me with some wrestling connections here. Wait, 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 wait. We just can't go, Kevin. Let's hit me with some wrestling connections. That was like a cue, bro. Oh, Kevin needs his music. Here we go. Top fives, potentially two top fives if you guys feel froggy, because I did too. And the one of them won't really, won't be timely if I do it next, next week or any other time other than right now. All right. St. Not St. Patrick's Day. Fourth of July. Independence Day. St. Patrick's Day also. Great day. America. But Fourth of July. Happening. Very patriotic day indeed. And so I decided to come up with a list of the top five patriotic tag teams of all time. Top five Americana personified tag teams. I kind of like it. What, Matt? That's not liking it. No, good. I'm. I. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, I. I will defer to you, Tony. Oh. Um. 
Only one half of the team was really patriotic for the U.S., but I'm going to start with the Allied powers. Well, you would be wrong uh, because, <laughs> because no, I thought about it. No, I did. I really did. But <laughs> because, uh, but then I, what, where, where do I stop? Can-Am connection, you know, where, where, where does it, where does it stop? Where does the madness stop? I'll tell you where it starts. It starts with Wyndham and Rotunda. Matthew gets the first one. He's on the board first. The U.S. Express. Barry Correct. Rotunda. Ding. Sorry. Number really three. Hard. Comes in at number three on the list. Number three. All right. right. Huh. Patriotic. I'll say number five is a bit of a reach, but I think you guys will understand once it's there, once you see it. I'm going to guess it next. I know what it is. All right. Well, Tony. Patriotic tag teams. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. This is tough, dude. I'm really I'm drawing a blank. All right, so Matt, go ahead. Uh, yeah. uh Rougeau brothers. All right, so <laughs> no. They were all American boys, god damn it. But yeah, but that was a that was a bullshit farce. They came down with you the flags. All right, so Matt, hold that thought. Okay? Hold that thought. Holding. Hold it. All right, so no, not on the list. <laughs> but hold, hold it. it. Hold on. Hold on to it. Put it in the old back pocket. Yeah, it's there. All right. Come on, T Donk. One of all right. So T Donk. No, don't give no 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 no. Okay, no, no, all right. No clues. No problem. I got a bunch. If Tony's out, yeah, go. American males. No. <laughs> Only American in name, but they were nothing patriotic about the American males. Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot. Tony. Hey now, <laughs> Tony. Not only gets Tony. Do you know their name? Do you know the tag team name? Stars and Stripes? Stars and Stripes. Correct. And Tony, they come in Ding. at number one. Whoa, fuck yeah. <laughs> the Patriot. How could you mean he's the Patriot? The so one. Patriot. So Patriot, Marcus Bagwell, Stars and Stripes coming in at number one. So you got three U.S. Express and one Stars and Stripes. Uh, the Steiner Brothers. Matthew, give this guy a cookie. The Steiner Brothers from Detroit, Correct. Michigan. Again. Not very, not your typical super patriotic team, but they were born and bred American way. The Steiner Brothers are number five. So five, three, and one. Steiner Brothers, U.S. Express, Stars and Stripes. Huh. Come on, boys. Huh. Think. Oh, see, no, I can't do the clues. Don't do it. Don't. No clues, no clues, no clues. All American tag teams. <sighs> wow. Um, what are you looking me- at? Matt? The Mega Powers? No. I was thinking them too, but yeah. Come on. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Sergeant Slaughter. Give that man a cookie. Get out of here for real. I want my country back. Correct. Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Sergeant Slaughter, the only makeshiftish team on the on it. They come in at number four. Wow. So we're missing number two. That's it. Wow. The Freebirds. No. It's not the US Express. They're number four. No, three. It's not stars and stripes. Who are we missing? Who are we missing? 
America. Who was America? Firebreaker Chip and the other guy? Tony, Chip. You have that? You have that bell on you, Tony? Fucking a, dude! Really? Your name is the Patriots. <laughs> Firebreaker Chip, Todd Champion, WCW's cult favorite. So there is your top five of patriotic tag teams. Number five, the Steiner Brothers. Number four, Sergeant Slaughter and Hacksaw. Number three, the U.S. Express. Number two, the Patriots. Number one, Stars and Stripes. Now, do you guys want to do this? Now, look, what JJ Rogue's throwing a couple hot potatoes at you here, Kevin. Yeah, what Team Angle. Team I understand. Angle? I thought about him. Mr. America and Edge. No, I just Edge is Canadian. Yeah. Thought about thought about Mr. America and all he did. Thought about Team Angle. Um, but at the end of the day, Team Angle never really they were more like, you know, we're here for Kurt Angle's cause, not they were bad guys. So right. so speaking of this, so Matt, I have another top five. Okay. Wanna get you guys want to do it? Let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it. Come on. Tony, hit that it. hit that theme music. Oh, it's already playing, dude. You hear oh, it? I can't hear it. Oh, all right. Let's start it over. Oh, boy. So we're going patriotic teams, but for other countries. Oh, boy. So teams. Shit, that was loud. That represent other countries that are pretty, you know, you know, recognizable. All right. And it's, they're, they're representing other countries. They're yes. not like. Not like Martel and Santana. They just got put together a strike force. They didn't really. Nope. Okay. They're very, they're very supportive of this their specific country. That right. Tony, do you want the first one here? Yeah, the Russians, Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Wow! I didn't think anyone was gonna get that one. Tony, that comes in at number five. Uh, Ivan and Nikita Koloff, number five. The Russians. Uh, I will, I will go into my back pocket, Kevin, and I will pull out the Rougeau brothers. The fabulous Rougeau. That is correct. And Tony, ring that bell a bunch of times because that is number one. All right. Fabulous Rougeau brothers, number one. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Russians, and I'm going to take uh, Kevin Rogue's answer. I'm going to say the Bolsheviks. Very good guess. Thought Not about there? it. Not there. Okay. Fair That's enough. actually – that probably could take one of these off, actually, because they sang that national anthem every time that they came out. That's a good guess. That's a good one. Um. The Un-Americans. No. Okay. No, they have to be patriotic about their own country. Not They were. They were patriotic about Canada. No, nah, they were more like anti-patriotic yeah. against right. America. But good guess. Donkey. They didn't think about it. You know what? But they weren't patriotic about their country. Again, fast and loose with the term here. Just they were representing a country. Bushwhackers. No, thought about them. But okay. no. This one could be kind of sketch, but I, I like it. Uh oh, there's so many good ones in the chat too. Yeah, I see them. So many good ones. I try not to use them though. T Donk, if you got one, take it. Well, I mean, I don't want to use it, but I think it's an obvious one. Uh, Milwaukee Tom saying the British Bulldogs. No, so here's the thing. Uh oh, I got one. Go for oh. it. La Resistance. Oh, another great one, but no. <laughs> Close, though. You're in the ballpark. Damn it. You're in the ballpark of... The of Quebecers? Their... Oh. What'd you say, Tony? The Quebecers. I don't want to... I guess I have to give this to you. No, you don't. No, I do, because... 
if you guys can understand why. The amazing like, French Canadians. There you go, Tony. The amazing French Canadians <laughs> of WCW. Jacques All right. Two-time on this list right now. Jacques Rougeau. What number was that? That was number three. Okay. So, so you have got? five and three and one. Okay. I, I really want you guys to get number four. Because I feel like you're gonna laugh at it, and it'll be fun. Matt, Matt thinking, uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. Who you got? Who you got? Any any modern teams on the list? Negative. Oh. Okay. Get it. These are all WCW WWE teams, or <laughs> might be one. Oh. Might be oh. another one in there. The, but the FBI, Tony got that bell. <laughs> <laughs> the full-blooded Italians, Ninja, any, any iteration you want. Any you iteration. The Mama Luke's. You want to throw the Mama Luke's in there? Throw the Mama Luke's in there. They are in at number four. The full. Oh shit! Number Italian. two is still there. Patriotic. But again, it's they're heels they're bad guys so use that term kind of loosely hmm huh the only ones that keep did you guys freeze no we're waiting on you oh my god the two like neither one of you moved it was so i'm looking at the chat and people are saying a lot of guesses which stinks because you guys don't want to use them are, are you saying we should use them? I mean, you can if you want to get out of here. <laughs> All right, the Blue Bloods. Matt, do you accept this answer? Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? Blue Bloods, number two. Coming in now, hot. We, we're talking about Robert Eaton there, aren't we? We're talking about whoever you want. We're talking <laughs> about Dave Taylor. We're talking about Robert Eaton. We're talking about Stephen Regal. We're talking about Jeeves. Fucking Jeeves. That's oh, it, baby. Dundee. Yep. That's right. So here we are for the top five. The Koloffs, the Russians, full-blooded Italians at number four. Three, the amazing French Canadians. Two, the Blue Bloods. Number one, the Rougeau brothers. Obviously, lots of great answers. I had Orient Express in there, and I took them out for the Koloffs. Um, so, and the Bolsheviks should have probably taken over for maybe the amazing French Canadians, but same kind of deal. They both sang the national anthem when they came in and it was like the whole thing they wore. They brought the Quebec flag, the Canadian flag. So yeah. Uh, love the guesses in the chat. All very good ones. So there you go, baby. Two top fives. It's fun. And I like the audience participation. I like it. Uh, as do I. I like it. Shout out to JJ Rogan, Mott Spock and Asian Joe and Matthew Birch and Carrie Cowling is Bo's in the chat. And uh, before I broke everything, I'm sure there were more people in the chat. Yeah, it was a good time. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I can. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. Do we have any more news and notes or can we pull this thing into the station? I got nothing. I want to take a shower. Let's wrap. All right. Special thanks to our guest tonight, Big Strong Mims. Hopefully he will be back. It sounds like his road to recovery is going quite well. So nothing but the best for him. Uh, I want to thank Matt for hanging up on us earlier, but finally joining us and playing some games. Thanks to <laughs> Kevin for a dual top five tonight. And uh, next week, 
Christian Rocco defends his can you beat that championship against who? Well, we already know. Matt doesn't know. I but now know. you'll know eventually. I want to listen. Yeah. And who's our guest next week? Vargas. The Dominican Destroyer, Creator Pro, Wrestle Pro. Uh, stand out. Very excited to have him. Fellow Jets fan as well. So looking forward to talking to him. There you go. We are the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Support us on all social media platforms at Wizards Podcast. Buy a t-shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash shiningwizards. Go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Remember, folks, little as $1, you get your name mentioned every week as a Patreon producer. We got tons of goodies there. Check it out. Say hi to Rianne and everybody. <gasps> Re! I didn't Yay! realize she was behind me. <laughs> she made the run in. I love it. And that's October it. We'll 4th. see you guys next week back at our regular time, Monday night, six, whatever ish, before seven. And uh, did, did you uh, did you tell him who's joining us on July 25th? No. Who's joining us on July 25th? The, the legend. Legend. Oh, yes. I do know now. WCW yes. legend, son of Bill Watts, Techno Team 2000 member, Ooh. Eric Watts. Uh, is going to join the Shining Wizards on July 25th. And uh, today on Facebook, someone responded to a three-year-old comment that uh, of I wanted to get them on the podcast, and they said to send them a message. So you never know, Daddy. God damn. Wait, so both techno team guys? Uh, no. Uh, just, just Eric Watts. Still there you go. I, I think Tony got the hint. Oh, I did, for sure, 100%. That'd be yeah. awesome. Is that is that locked down or we're working? I on have that? to send a message when I wait. Repeat it. Up. What happened? I thought nope. the, th- Listen I thought the three-year-old comment was about Watts. Yep. Ghetto Watts. Like right. fucking oh, uh, what you call it? Like, What's You missed it, Kevin. Now you gotta listen back or wait. You till missed we- it. Wait till we stop recording. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, Matt, do you know which button we have to press to end the show? Yes. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna put up the uh. The He's done it six up. times tonight. Holy I did shit. it twice. Okay. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. You mean this? Is this oh, what you wanted? This that oh, this? Go? Yeah, I don't know. Kevin did that. I don't know what. Yeah, is. I don't know how. I, I I tried to. Oh yeah, thank you. How'd you do that? <laughs> my president. What I wanted it? to. I wanted to have all the pictures for my top five on the thing so I could pull them up, but I ended up with a. I used a test photo of Joey and me just to like try to see if it would come. Fucking across, Joey! Like, What's this guy name dropping? Center. And it just ended up in the top right as a logo forever. This Matthew Birch, NWA TNA legend Eric Watts. Now that's awesome. Yep. ECW original, I believe, too. (laughs) Good night, Gracie. Who's hitting the button? I just did. Goodbye.